0: Welcome back to the Gaming Podcast Live. I'm your host, Mia Byte, and we're here every two weeks to talk gaming stories, news, gossip with your favorite queer content creators. Every podcast, I'm joined by amazing human beings. Fantastic, amazing people. And uh, today, it's actually a friend of the show, a returning guest. It's the wonderful, wonderful Dona Tart. Hello.
1: Hi. How are you? Hi. Uh
0: a uh, little bit a little bit panicky today. I'm uh, I'm getting back on the horse. Um last podcast uh I was actually in the start of getting sick <sighs> and uh it turned out I had COVID. So uh that's been that's been a whole ordeal
1: to deal with. Um how have you been since the, the last time that you're on? Unfortunately COVID free. I'm so sorry about that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um I definitely been... fortunately covid free.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely it was it. Massive pain in the ass, but um we can talk about that momentarily.
1: Oh it'll it'll come up. I've I've been good. I've been COVID free, but I've been uh in the middle of moving and the middle of tech issues, in the middle of just everything. But I'm here, I'm queer, and I'm actually mm-hmm. so glad to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes. I was trying to think of uh who I wanted to co-host this week and, and I have ADHD and brain fog, especially after the COVID stuff. So I'm like, I definitely want somebody that I can vibe with. And that's super cool. And that, like, I trust. And
1: also who, ADHD is and brain I, fog. I couldn't
0: find anyone that came that that, that <laughs> was underneath those parameters. So then I contacted you. No, kidding, I'm kidding.
1: You thought, okay, brain fog, ADHD. Hi, how are you? Hi. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you <laughs> yeah. so much for having me. Um, no
0: problem. I'm so glad that you're here.
1: Yes. and um, I, I guess this is, seeing as I am a co-host, I'll chop it and just say a quick reminder to all of you watching live. Um, you can interact with the podcast here in the Twitch chat and also in the dedicated uh, uh, chat over in the Gaming Magazine's Discord. Uh, and of course, mm-hmm. you can keep up to date with all of the Gaming Mag news. Um and all of those bits over at thegamingmag.com, of course, as per usual. I'm sure the links are everywhere. Yes,
0: Definitely. As per usual. Now I will say um that the Discord recently has been in a bit of uh disarray. It's actually being re-reconfigured. Ooh. I uh, I I looked in there and I was like, the Discord isn't good enough. It's not good enough. So I pulled all the necessary people into a meeting. And we've actually like uh we we've we've redone the Discord, so it's actually a lot cleaner. A lot better now. Uh, Definitely worth checking that out. I think uh, exclamation point Discord and chat, if you're watching this live on Twitch, uh, will work for you. Now, uh, we have a super special guest this week. Uh, A wonderful, super special guest this week. It is one half of Fremily. And uh, the brains behind the Twitch London community meetups, it is Emily from Fremily. Hi! I I love how it rhymes. (laughs) <laughs> hello welcome how are you doing today
2: i'm doing great i'm very happy to be here i'm having a very good time
0: good 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 have you been up to uh anything fun today i saw you were streaming earlier i don't know I what you were streaming. streaming earlier actually you were doing a sponsored segment for for something i was putting on my makeup so i wasn't really paying nothing attention nothing like a cheeky but...
2: sponsored stream on a sunday oh like, thanks it's always thing. good no what we actually nearly wanna, forgot um... that we were doing it so oh, really? it could have been a disaster <laughs> It could have Ooh. been. It could have been one of those situations where you're emailing someone the next day, going, <laughs> um, mm. "But we, we found it. We did it. It was great. We had a lovely time."
0: <laughs> yes, yes. What was the name of the game, by the way? Uh, it
2: was called Dolmen. Um, it's kind Ooh. of a. I had not heard of it before, but it's kind of a Dead Space sort of meets Dark Souls sort of mm. vibe, where it's quite difficult, lots of different things, ending in bosses, sort of a complicated, sort of labyrinthian map. Um, It looked
0: very sci-fi and colorful. mm, It was.
2: A lot of exploding Mm -hmm. bugs with like big pointy teeth, you know, that kind of vibe. But I it was a pretty good time.
1: That genre is very popular at the moment. Like really popular at the moment.
0: Obviously Mm -hmm. because of Dark Souls. I Well, well, definitely like um, I've, for the last several years, I feel like everybody's been jumping on that Dark Souls Mm. bandwagon. Yeah, And it's nice to see that change over time. I definitely, does it have any like um, rogue like elements or anything like that because that's that's what gets me. It's like if if there's if there's a map that you can reconfigure and like jump in and things change over time. Like um I think Returnal's like that.
2: Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about Returnal. I've heard it's literally Mm -hmm. amazing.
0: I have it. I still not played it.
2: (laughs) It was more like soulsy in the sense that like you die and you get put back quite a long distance. You know, like the bonfire kind of thing when you sit down or when you I can't remember what they called it, but they're, they're sort of version of of the bonfire or you would, like everything would respawn. So the whole place would be complete anarchy again. Um, But Mm. as you play through it, you level up your character and you get like better guns and you can craft things, um, which was surprisingly effective. And that kind of changed the gameplay. So we started with quite a melee character and then we got this gun that was like a frost gun, which like froze everybody in place, which was kind of cool. So Mm. like, even though you're running through a lot of the same areas again, it's, suddenly feels quite different because it's quite a lot easier and like the first boss which was the only one that we killed um all of the sort of the the there were a bunch of like web that stopped you going through areas and when you killed the sort of spider looking boss all the web dissolves so you could get into new parts of the map so it wasn't oh. like roguelike but there was definitely some like you know, a little dynamic energy. To it. That seems like wow. a
0: little like Metroidvania cool. elements in mm-hmm. there as well. Like locked off areas that you can't get into, but you can yes. see, and you know you have to go back there. That's really yeah. cool. Yo, the very
2: beginning was a-, a lot of running into things you couldn't go into. <laughs> You're like,
0: oh, oh I love that. I love that, yeah again metroidvanias i 'm all over them. I love them so much, but um this is actually quite out because we always kick off uh, with the weekly recap, which includes all the games and and geeky shows and all the stuff that we've been been doing recently, so uh yeah, Emily, do you want to uh, continue continue going on with that? What else have you all been up to? Recently? so
2: yeah, we played that today, which was surprisingly fun, and i really um I really enjoyed it. We played basically non-stop sniper elite five for the last like three streams because Mm -hmm. it is a co-op game um and obviously there's two of us so it's always fun that we can kind of play something like that together and we i mean you you know killing nazis is always fun so it's just been a lot of like that's seriously you can shoot them in the balls
0: right is that is that the series where you can shoot them in the balls? That, oh
2: that's... yeah, there was a lot yes. a oh, lot of shooting people in the fab. balls. They really got me in with the last game when I had the opportunity to not just kill Hitler but do it by mm. destroying his testicles. What an immersive and, um,
1: experience.
2: It, it really was. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, I think it's made it into my stream intro. I'm fairly <laughs> confident that in the intro there is essentially a shot of Hitler's balls. Which might be problematic. Now I need need to (laughs) rethink the intro. Um, Just being
0: decimated. (laughs) I mean, it sends a clear message what the friendly stream is about, you know. Family friendly. No Nazis allowed. If you're a Nazi, you're going to get shot in the balls.
2: I'm coming for your balls. No, but seriously, it's (laughs) it's a really fun game. I've been really enjoying it. Um, You can do it like stealth or you can play in a very aggressive manner. Um, I am famously appalling at stealth. So I've been trying Mm. really hard to be better. And uh, at the end of the the like each kind of chapter of the story, they give you a roundup and one of the things they show you is like your lethality um and also how stealthy or non-stealthy you've been, you know, ranging from like Rambo to like I'm the knight. And um we we definitely hit stealth a few times which felt good. There were a fair few instances where like you know it's one of those things where you're trying to stealth, you get found, everyone starts running at you, so then you're mowing everybody down. And mm-hmm. at that point like it's not my fault, you know. But yes, um, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's usually really what
0: happens fun. to me. That's, that yeah. that happens to me as well. Like, I'll try and be stealthy, then I'll fuck up once, and then all of a sudden it'll just, hell will break loose. Okay, I yeah. guess I'm just killing everybody now. Let's it's very that. Explosion. You'll be like,
2: oh, no, I made too much noise, and a tank comes around the corner, and you're like, oh, no. Um, <laughs> you know, like, just absolutely eviscerated. And there's a mm-hmm. it it's relatively unforgiving in the sense that, like, when you die, you can go back to your last save point, but if your last save point is like after you made the mistake you'll just have to completely oh. restart the whole chapter no. Wait, does it auto save yeah it does say- so you don't get to choose oh. like it's not a kind of like oh i think i should save now so you'll be like oh maybe i can jump back to no that's when i that's when i you know blew that thing up for a joke during the stream and now like six tanks are on me and you know but it—it yeah. it was you,
0: fun. you chose your fate. You're 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 going down this path.
1: Very not Oblivion, yeah. where you quick save, you kick the king, and then you go ha, 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 and go back again. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, wow,
0: that's very much the
1: opposite.
0: That's exactly what I get wrong in games like Oblivion and, and Fallout. I'll accidentally kill someone, someone, and then save by accident. So then I will just <gasps> load into. I think there was one time, like a, a, a werewolf or some kind of monster that on two legs is coming at me, and it swiped at me. And I tried to reload, but I saved by accident. So I just kept loading up the last save where I just being killed over and over no. again. Um, and <laughs> I had to restart no. the whole game. It was awful. That ended my uh, my stream of um, Skyrim. I think it was at the time. Stop.
2: That is truly mm-hmm. awful. Like accidentally mm-hmm. soft locking yourself is the worst possible feeling. <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah. just the worst, especially when you're doing it on stream and you're like, huh, this is funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. You're like, we can make content out of this. I've ruined it. We'll never finish the game. Like.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a good moment, uh, you know, content. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was there anything else that you all been up to? I know you were playing Sea of Thieves recently.
2: Oh, I'm always kind of playing Sea of Thieves. It's one of those games mm-hmm. that I go back to quite a lot. So, yeah, no, um, I slightly ruin myself with Sea of Thieves in the sense that. They, I think it was last year, had an update where they did like a collab with Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm, and I it was this. unbelievably good. It was like a five part, like they, they do these things called tall tales, which is essentially like in world stories. Um, and it was all kind of bringing like Pirates of the Caribbean into the Sea of Thieves lore. And I thought, hey, this will be a bit of fun and I loved it I didn't realise how much especially the first parts of the Caribbean film really like just hit that nostalgia button for me um, because that first film I loved it I remember getting it for on DVD for Christmas when I was like 11 and I watched it twice on Christmas Day so we're playing the game and I was I went from like really excited to like completely immersed by the time we finished it and it took like two days and you know the black pearl goes back where it came from Oh, I was just crying. I, I've i only cried at like two games before. I cried at Ori um, and the Will of the Wisp. And I think mm. I cried at one other thing. And it, I was just, I was straight up crying on stream. It was not cute. And so then I went back to play Sea of Thieves, like without that. And mm. I was like, I need to take a break because it just doesn't feel as fun to me anymore. But they've done a bunch of um new updates, which were really cool. And... Um it gave me a ton of in-game currency. So now I have like every skin in the game and I feel freaking oh. awesome. So I'm nice. just like riding around like glowing, sparkling, you know, my whole ship's like a unicorn. It was that was pretty cool. Oh, I'm
0: so jealous. Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Is the uh is that content still available or has it gone out from the game? Well, the- so, yeah. Parascaribbean is
2: still it's still there it's something you can basically okay, jump into anytime I think nice they know it's second. a pretty big like selling point so
0: Yeah I was worried that I was going to miss out on it cuz I did want to jump back into that game I I played it for probably like a week At launch, but I I couldn't get over like the amount of uh, just I would be getting ganked by every single Mm. player on the map. Mm -hmm. I just want to go and collect treasure and stuff by myself, and like some people would come along and just absolutely destroy me. And it just really like hampered my enjoyment of the game that much.
2: You probably Um, like it it, it a lot more now, only because they've lowered the number of ships. They've lowered the number of ships on each server, so it means that if you like PvP, then you're kind of like there's nothing that much going around, but. If you really like to play on your own with occasionally bumping into someone, maybe having a little fight, maybe running away, mm. then it's kind of, I think, more for that now. I think you can have a maximum of maybe five ships on a server. So mm. it means that you're more likely to just be able to run around and do your kind of pirate thing, collect your treasure. And there is a ton more content now. I think if you haven't played since launch, like this isn't like a... See a Thieves Stan account. But (laughs) if you haven't (laughs) played since launch, there is a ton more things to do. I think initially people were kind of put off by the fact that once you've kind of done all the major different types of content, it was very repetitive. But there's there's a lot more in there now. And it's definitely something I like to go back to because when there's updates, there's usually like new stories put in or new, new um Bosses to fight and stuff like that, which kind of just adds a little bit of flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I, I like being a pirate. It definitely appeals to me. So yeah, um, yeah. To be
0: fair, like I, I, being a pirate and like just like singing sea, sea shanties and just sailing the open seas, especially the the way the water looks in that game. Oh, that is incredible! So appealing. beautiful,
1: and all the instruments yeah. as well, mm-hmm. and the amount of pets they've added as well since launch.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <gasps> I saw that. Yeah, I was. There, I, I took so part in a pretty. tournament um, for the. Uh, um, the Twitch Women's Alliance. And I was just like blown away by the amount of stuff that they've actually added to it. I definitely, we definitely need to do that on, um, we have this other show on the channel called Let's Go Gaming that we do like it's a charity thing. And yeah. we have queer content creators on every single week. I've, I've I've, been thinking about we need to get people together to play as uh, Sea of Thieves again. Uh,
2: it's so it's
1: a fun. perfect game for like...
2: It really well. is. It's, yeah. it's got mm-hmm. that like perfect level of like craziness, like anything can happen and... You don't need to be good for it to be really fun content, but it's if you're no somewhat it capable, it's no quite one. hard to sink your ship, which is good.
1: <laughs> mm. Like it's not I even saw, the uh, good that's like content. It's people just enjoy you panicking while it's sinking, and <laughs> it's just so much fun. Yeah, I love
2: you're that. on fire, you're screaming, everybody's Seas. like completely lost their mind. Exactly. I saw the uh, the the clip
0: of of you and Fred um, the other half of Friendly opening up a I don't know what it's called, but it's like the big vaults that they have you got the key and you're opening it up and you get inside and it's just empty there's nothing in there there should be like mountains of treasure and there's just nothing that it was, was hilarious that was
2: actually years ago but i've never forgotten mm-hmm. because it was one of the only big things you could do back in the day when the game first came out was they had these like, yes. skull forts covered in like skeletons you had to fight and they mm. came in like waves and waves and waves and we and you've got to also fight people off who are trying to come yes. and kill you to steal your loot and it because it was one of the only things whenever one of those skulls would appear in the sky everyone would just come running and it was absolute anarchy and it was our first ever one and we finally did it and we got in and there was a glitch and just nothing had spawned so we'd just been fighting over an entirely empty island and we were so confused we were like oh where's the loot it must be in the (laughs) ground and we started digging and just nothing came up and it was Oh, it, so it was sad. It truly
1: was. Oh, that's <laughs> miserable. Awful.
2: Yeah, you look oh, back no. and laugh. But after like two hours of like sweating, I was genuinely like, how could they have done this to me? Like this was specifically yeah. to hurt me, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And fighting off other of players too. God damn, that's that's, that's not easy. Like, Yeah. Ugh.
2: It's a little bit mm-hmm. less frantic now because there are usually more than one thing happening on the map um Mm. and so you've got multiple paths to be going down so sometimes you'll even go past other players and they'll just be like hi whatever you know people Mm. aren't all kind of jumping down each other's necks as much as they were but then i think when there were a ton of people creating content for it and really trying to make sort of 12 hours of content there's no way of doing that without basically just running around like sniffing at anybody for pvp um yeah but the only other thing
0: I, I I really do want to play it but the only other thing that's scaring the hell out of me um, uh, and stopping me from going back is uh the, the Megalodon. Um, <gasps> yes. Like they added a massive <laughs> shark and I really don't If I don't know if I've ever talked about this on this podcast before but I really don't like sharks. Oh. Even the sharks in like Fortnite it will mm-hmm. scare the hell out of me.
1: Terrifying. Um, I have to shoot Isn't every single one really I see. You really
2: have to stream it here. People will be laughing so much. <laughs> the megalodon pops up I a
1: lot I have a phobia like, I have a fear stream it that's content there you go
2: yes, oh dude,
0: God. Yeah, Yeah. On. one of the worst things I think I've ever experienced is not knowing what the boundaries did in GTA 5 <gasps> flying with a plane no. and then just the plane just loses power and crashes into the ocean and then you're just forced to sit there in the water and then sharks just start appearing I was losing my mind I just got up and just walked away I'm like no no, no. I can't deal with this no uh, yeah that, that like that. and yeah. the
1: kraken the the big the the squid thing is that is in the game isn't it okay good. oh yeah. I'm yes i'm getting yeah, a little yeah. bit mixed mm. with wind waker but i that and the, the shark the megalodon and the the kraken terrifying i love yeah. the ocean mm. i don't love under the ocean but i would yeah love no to the kraken sort of will fully
2: suck you off your ship they will have them like twisted up it's it's kind of messed up because the at the the kraken the way they've done it like the tentacles kind of act like mouths not the tentacles you know the suckers they kind of act like mouths so they kind of like chomp at you it's
0: yeah, yeah. i remember no, fighting that like
2: horrifying. funnily enough like
0: that's horrifying but i'm not as scared as the kraken as i as i am of just the the, the idea of sharks in general yeah. i don't know what it is i think it's the, the, shark, the, the
2: megalodon is huge and it does have two sets of eyes it's which not helping. is helping creepy <laughs> i'm just okay. i'm just putting all the
0: information out there so you can decide what you want to do with it the jaws for the audio listeners i'm dying inside <laughs> uh, that's 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 what just happened there um that sounds amazing we all, we're gonna have to definitely have to play that on let's go yeah. gaming sometime uh Dona, uh what have you been up to recently um
1: Absolutely nothing. So I've been having a lot of tech oh. issues with my PC. <laughs> Thank you for having me on this gaming pod. I haven't been gaming. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I I haven't had a lot of time. But what I have had a lot of time for because I've been having lots of tech issues and just I've been watching shows, I've been catching up on stuff, but I also got back into reading. And I don't know if that's oh. the kind of media that you want, but I uh, no no that's fine yeah yeah
2: tell me about reading
1: what? what is this what, of, about... sorry what so, what is reading what, what, it's, it's what are, this what we thing that about? people do when you have no wi-fi um so is that like I... what
2: happens in cutscenes?
0: yeah it's... <laughs> oh yeah no, i subtitles that's what you're talking about right I yeah it. I, it takes I me a long
1: subtitles. time because i have to color in every page but i love it no i uh so basically <laughs> <laughs> basically i went to this like really cute so i i i, I went to this really cute little queer bookshop in in London and I was just like oh, I'll have a oh yeah because you've around.
0: relocated to London now haven't you sorry yeah
1: yes, it's really not all the time and I'm so poor now and um yes. more so because I went to the queer bookshop and uh, I'm mm-hmm. not a big book person but I was recommended this book um and it's basically it's written it's it's okay this is what it says at the top I have it with me because I got my partner to ship it in while we were talking part zombie epic part gay love story and it is so cute. It is called Wranglestone yes. by Darren Charlton. And it's about these this young queer kid who grew up in the middle of a zombie apocalypse in the middle of a lake. And all they know is zombie apocalypse. And they're gay. And it is... So good. I've never... I haven't read a book in many, 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 many years. (laughs) I've read mangas. I read cookbooks. I do all that. Never read, like, books with letters in it before. And I got through this in the space of, like, a week and a half. And it is so good. There is... There is gays, zombies, blood, um gays and it's so cute i genuinely (laughs) i I cried on the tube being like "Uh, uh, uh," and then there was parts where i was just like oh my god like i blushed at this random gay book it's fabulous no but you
2: cried on the tube
1: i cried on the tube
2: that's a hundred percent a rite of passage congratulations (laughs) (laughs) because
1: it could have been sweat as well but i cried on the tube Mm. and then i shouted at someone you know just london things
2: oh. what can <laughs> i say i'm so metropolitan
1: now <laughs> so honestly <laughs> but that's that's honestly all i've been doing is that and uh oh i feel like there's something else something else oh evil dead played evil dead for like uh, evil dead hours. yes, three, three yes. Hours with you. i played with me a, a, a week ago two weeks ago. when was that? a week two weeks ago some, i think it was like two weeks ago it was just before i got covid so
2: was it good
1: i had a lot of tech issues Um. I was very overwhelmed my meds had just run out I couldn't really grasp what was going on but I think I liked it
2: Right. Okay. So I'm not taking that as like a full review, but I'm definitely not going to go in on a day where I don't have all my spoons.
0: <laughs> I'll come back. Yeah, to it, I I you definitely me, uh. need your spoons for this game. Um, <laughs> oh no. It,
2: it was it was
0: hectic. We actually did it um I did it. I played it then and and I've also played it on uh Let's Go Gaming this week with a bunch of other content creators as well, funnily enough. Um and uh it's it's odd. It's very odd. It's more akin to like halfway cross between Dead by Daylight and and like um left for dead so it's more like a mission based thing oh, you have yeah. a big open map mm-hmm. and there are like several things that you need to tick off in order to to win the game essentially if you're a survivor your aim is to collect pages of a map in order to know the locations of a dagger and a book in order to close the necronomicon and stop the demons from coming through so you have to go through you have to find all these pages you 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 get into the game with your group of people you got to find weapons and stuff first uh, to defend yourself and then find these pages find the the book find the um the dagger and then get rid of these kantarian demons and then defend the necronomicon um before the the game is over and then you win now on the other side of it you can play as one of the demons uh, who is this ethereal, like just form that is? It, it literally is like the camera work from Evil Dead, just like rushing through the scene. You become the camera um, from the Evil Dead, so this evil spirit, and you're like spawning in deadites. You're you're setting traps for people. Uh, it's really interesting, and and it kind of becomes a race to see who can get all their stuff done first. And if mm. you're the demon. It feels like you have a huge advantage because there's a level up system in the game, right. and if that demon can do so many things, and they get up to like level fifteen to twenty fairly quickly before the it's survivors over, have yeah. chance to do anything, it's done. It's over, and uh, there it's a little bit jank. Some part mm. of it's are a little bit broken as well right now. Such as one of the um the the demons that you get to choose from because there's a couple of different uh, characters. Like there's nine like nine
1: demons, evil... I think. Is yeah, there. yeah.
0: yeah. There's there's what? like nine survivors, and then on the demon side, you get to pick from like three different types. In different classes, you can be yeah, you can be like this this gross uh, woman from I think the new show the new mm. evil dead show Gross um mentioned
1: got from like the new vibe.
0: show
2: <laughs> it's me <laughs> uh, got
0: her titties out and everything it's uh...
1: i love her liberation uh, thank you yeah,
0: yeah. no it's uh, it's it's amazing though but like you know uh, each to their own if you're into dead i ain't i gonna judge um, but <laughs> You can be her, you can be yeah. Evil Ash from um, mm. Evil Dead 3 uh, mm-hmm. where he goes for that fantasy back in Timeland. Uh, or you can also be the worst of them, which is like the puppeteer, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. And it has like electric powers and it can literally stun lock you um, when it's spawned. Because you can like spawn in like little deadites around, but uh, if you get a high enough level, you can actually spawn your boss form in, like the form that you choose uh, when you're actually selecting the character like the big bad with all the powers. And um the puppeteer version of that is an asshole. Oh. An absolute uh, asshole. Like physically, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's actually I was like, this what? gray. <laughs> this is actually this slim, gray, awful looking thing with like fangs coming out and no eyes. It's 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 horrifying. It, it looks like something out of Pan's labyrinth. Oh. But um it has like these electric powers, but it can like stun lock you in place, so you can't actually do anything. And uh, every single time I've gone up against that, I've not won a game yet as a survivor. But every single time I've gone up against that particular uh, demon, just game over. There's it's no done. chance. Yeah, yeah. So it's so um, so
2: yeah.
0: you're kind of yeah, saying, don't
2: jump in now. Maybe there will be some balancing.
0: I'd I'd hope there's some balancing yeah. because um yeah, it's definitely more stable than Dead by Daylight when that launched. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. God. and i it's less jank yeah. than dead by daylight uh, sorry it's more jank than dead by
2: daylight yeah. but dead um, by daylight's but, got like six years on it so exactly. like give it, it a yeah. different
1: game the, that is a different game from what it was dead by daylight yeah. yes. i remember when it first yeah, came out i could definitely. not get into it but.
0: no i had the same experience with dead by daylight when that came out i was just like no,
1: this this is way too too jank for me to interact with but saying that I remember when Dead by Daylight came out. That was around the same time Friday the 13th came out. And people Mm -hmm. ate that up, but it kind of fizzled Mm -hmm. out. I will say, Evil Dead, when you play it, especially as the killer... Mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. feels like the same engine it feels almost the same when you run a survivor really? so that's the 13th except in friday the 13th mm-hmm. when you are jason um you play third person but when you like zoomy across the map that's what it's I, like except in all of the killer but as survivor right. it feels the exact same driving a car the exact same so i'm certain there is some sort of like similar engines yeah and it feels like a similar game except Okay, this very uh, specific reference, but there was this game. I believe it was on the um, Half Life Two engine called Zombie Master, where basically someone was a zombie master. It was like a top down. They used to spawn zombies, and people would have to do tasks all around maps. People rebuilt Resident Evil. It was a very niche but very fun mm-hmm. game. It is is that married to Friday the Thirteenth, and it's a really cool concept. But it needs a lot of fine work because I, I yeah. play it as the killer very overwhelming. It, a lot goes
2: on. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if it were in some way related. Like, I don't know who the developers are, but the reason I say that is that the reason that Friday the 13th fizzled out, and I don't know if you ever heard the whole story, mm. wasn't because the game was doing badly. It actually released and did really well, and then they had a ton of um, issues with the like the intellectual property and the copyright, yeah. and they basically had to stop making it. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise right. me if they or at least somebody else saw that how successful it was and that it kind of fell apart and then went right we could do something else with another really famous horror ip because i will admit i have a real soft spot for the evil dead so that's Mm -hmm. why i was really excited for the game even though it's not necessarily the type of game i would always play like Mm -hmm. i I, if it's evil dead i want to give it the time of day um so it's one of those things where I don't think the original developers of Friday the Thirteenth would go back and do another like horror kind of IP crossover, purely because they got kind of messed up on the last one. But maybe yeah. you know what? What you know. saying that? One thing
1: I sorry, yeah. Real, sorry, real quick, the people are going off. They're making a, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game now. That's the same. Oh, people. they are. Oh. The same people. Oh, interesting! I'm
2: so, excited. so they saw the money, and they were like, "Come on, this They're was like, nearly so good. That sounds amazing." It?
1: I'm so yeah. excited. Anyway, are
2: we sure right. that this isn't just
0: a laundering scheme like the uh, the sweet shops <laughs> well, in
1: London? Me. Is that they got me? <laughs> <laughs> they got me and their packets of ten pound tackies they got me yeah. oh no oh
0: no uh, f- what well, this reminds me of actually there um i'm not surprised that they had issues with the the rights um the rights holders for uh, friday the 13th because they also screwed over a different game uh that was another like horror um 4v1 game that was coming out i could not remember what it was called but it was more based oh. around like slasher films it was and, like, and, like camp um,
2: something oh. like, like camp no, was, um, or something like that like it but it was like Last Not that. I think it was like it was
0: like dead something or oh, okay. or it was like something like that. But it was this wasn't it? Last summer, yes, yeah. yes, exactly, yes. It was called Last Summer, um and uh they had a killer that looked too much like Jason Voorhees, and uh because of that, the rights holders to that franchise they basically put everything. They froze everything for that game. They're like they froze the Kickstarter for it. They because of this legal dispute because they thought that this this killer this slasher killer looked way too much. Like Jason Voorhees because he was wearing a um a hockey mask. Wow, or, or that something. sucks. Yeah, and uh, it was really sad what happened to that game because I was really excited. I actually backed the Kickstarter back in the day, but um uh, they ended up choosing to release it on as a Discord exclusive. I don't know if anybody what? remembers the Discord game library. Oh, that was, it was when they started publishing year, so. games for all the five minutes. Yeah,
2: oh, no. Um, so it was. It, a it they killed and a the flock. game yeah
0: mm-hmm. it just completely died and it was really really unfortunate it was um, it was
1: yeah. not It was called last year actually i got that mixed up with, with something
0: last else. year sorry yes um,
1: and it was really really cool i believe so i remember when friday the 13th was first in development initially it had the similar concept to last year and it was yes. all on it was a kickstarter thing i remember I, I think i backed it as well and i backed nothing and uh, i remember watching and being like this is so cool and somehow they got in contact because they were like oh we're massively inspired by friday the 13th um uh Edward Scissor hands, all of that. No, 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 not I know that. what you did last <laughs> summer. That's probably where the summer came from. Not Edward Scissorhands. Stream. Um <laughs> Edward Scissorhands, is horror now. <laughs> the other one with the map. You're just there doing bushes <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the
2: corner. <laughs> Get <laughs> your makeup done. Yeah. It's truly <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but uh they they basically they got um I think they somehow got in contact with the people who the 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 the, the holder of the rights of Friday the 13th is so all over the place like the first movie and the second movie they're all over the place one Mm -hmm. of the people said we will give you rights and that kind of was the starting to the downhill of what happened Mm -hmm. and i believe last year was separate but it was also in development so people were hyped over yeah all of these 5v1s that they they, they
0: announced like roughly around the same time i think like last year announced first and like a week later all of a sudden um friday the 13th was announced yeah. no images nothing like that but and and they also froze the last year kickstarter at the same time so it was very sketch at the yeah. time i remember the, the news coming out and just being like that's a bit weird that like seems, uh, yeah. all of a sudden they they interrupt interrupt that with like legal disputes and then they yeah. announce that they've got a very similar thing coming out themselves but they don't show anything for it. Yeah, that's that's odd. That's odd. But yeah, um, I remember that it was. Yeah, people was are crazy brutal. about that IP
2: though. They will they mm-hmm. will try and stop anything that's even tangentially similar. It's it's a crazy world to be making content, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or to be making games in. It's really, I think difficult to be kind of like it was inspired by this but not directly referential to it and they're like prove it we've got more money than you you know
0: <sighs> mm-hmm. it's like exactly don't mess
2: with the mouse you know <laughs> it's funny
0: we mentioned uh horror games that actually links me in directly into to what i've been up to recently um i've i well i had covid for starters so a lot of my time was spent in bed over the last couple uh, of weeks that's horror on its own yeah that's that's horror by itself uh played a lot of Fortnite. uh watched a lot of um this anime called uh, well spy x family uh, spy x family for starters which was awesome i talked mm-hmm. about that last week sorry i talked about that two weeks ago on the last podcast because i started reading the manga i watched the anime so i still really to get a grip point. on
2: you <laughs> yes
0: really it has and um i watched all of um ascendance of a bookworm which is an isekai show, but I think it's more aimed at the female audience. Um, I watched a YouTube video and they were talking about like isekai for for women, essentially. Um, That's not aimed at like the young boys. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I'll give that a go because that sounds like really, really cool. It's about this little, it's about this woman who just loves books. Mm -hmm. She was a librarian and she dies in this, um, some books fall on her and she dies,
2: essentially. Oh no! But she When your bestie uh, turns on you...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. she's killed by books and then she awakens in another world like a medieval kind of like timeline world uh where it's got like magic and fantasy but she's this frail child who's bedridden and has this disease and all she wants to do is read a book but because it's like this medieval kind of setting um dark ages kind of thing like nobody knows how to read or write yeah there's
2: no printing and nobody presses. has
0: there's no printing presses and nobody <laughs> yeah. has access to it okay. only like the upper class mm-hmm. have books and um it's kind of like restricted only to the upper class too and um she finds one that so she realizes it exists in this world but it's like so expensive that she can't afford it so it's about her dealing with now being in this new world in this, like, frail body and trying, it's not, not and she really wants to make paper and make books <laughs> Yeah. and I know this sounds like a really weird sell that she just wants to make stuff Yeah. Um, so she can get back to reading, but the problem, what's really, really cool about it is that it, it just shows you all the problems that she has to go through, like she mm-hmm. doesn't have shampoo, she doesn't have all your, like, modern essentials so yeah. she essentially, like takes it upon herself to just make these things and improve the her own life and the life of her new family yeah um it's really really cute and fun and definitely worth worth a lot um yeah a watch yeah and there's a there's a huge mystery about like uh, what this disease is that she has and and what it causes for her and how the the upper class people treat the, the the commoners you know yeah so it's um a lot of class stuff in there too I, I really had a lot of fun with it um, yeah that actually that, sounds that, pretty cool amazing that yeah. kept me very very happy while I was
1: also like bedridden
2: and unable
0: <laughs> to
1: do anything it was,
2: so it was very like, apt so at you. the time
1: that and Fortnite. Mm-hmm. my partner's mm-hmm. been talking about that bloody a sentence of a book word nonstop. but I'll be honest the moment they get to they like books I'm like okay I don't I'm sorry no I can't so that's <laughs> now I'm actually really interested I'm gonna give it a go that sounds fabulous yeah. and Fortnite, of course yeah yeah Yes,
0: yeah. Fortnite. Fortnite. So Fortnite's always fun. I don't know if you've played Zero Build like for years. Oh, I've talked about this before, but love. for years I was like, I don't want to play Fortnite. I d- I'm I'm tired of like shooting at
1: people. Then suddenly I'm fighting a building. Um, but Zero it's Build's really sheds. fun. It's always the the sheds. Yeah, Sorry.
2: and they're just zooming up around you.
1: And they're no, they're I... using their macros, and I can't be arsed. I can't be. No, but I'm loving Fortnite so much now now before couldn't stand the sheds now i'm loving yeah. it all over again It don't, is don't make me go back there no it's literally <laughs> get into it it's yeah. so it's good It's the first
0: time i've liked it since they screwed over the save the world mode and moved to the battle royale because i uh. always kind of like hated that um that they just literally abandoned and chased money to go after this other thing instead yeah um because it wasn't like the original vision that's what I paid for yeah. uh, but like it's pretty really good and I've been buying loads of skins I just bought the Obi-Wan skin <sighs> because, so I could just walk I've got a cartwheel emote as well I can cartwheel <laughs> around as Obi-Wan and just go up to people and say hello there Hello there. Hello there. That. that is the
2: epitome of Fortnite. That is literally what Fortnite is, is cartwheeling Obi-Wan. Or it's like yes. Spider-Man on a Segway, you know, just like mm. absolute anarchy. Like, who is this? Why is Batman on a golf cart? And like who gave him a rocket launcher?
1: Honestly, I, I sit there watching it being like, God, I can't get into games with so much commercialism and all of my emotes. Cardi B, Meg in the stallion, Doja <laughs> Cat. I like I buy every single skin, every single time. I see a gal with like pastel hair and like cute I mean, outfits i'm like well there goes my I'm rent
2: sold. i'm in yeah
1: i love yeah. it i've
0: spent too much money on it since i started playing on it
1: i don't even want to talk about it
2: um <laughs> but,
1: since, but since i'm streaming it, it it's all like it's, like, it's all to, but if you it, want to help support up? mia getting more skins you can use me as <laughs> epic code the which is <laughs> meabite you can use bite. you create a code (laughs) bite, please
0: buy things i need to feed my my cat child please (laughs) but yeah um other than that uh i'll 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 come back to the horror thing but i played mist and i don't know if you know what mist is oh that's a deep cut okay so mist mist is a game from 1993 They did a remaster of it. Yeah, it's like a a first person like uh, adventure puzzle game where essentially you just walk around an island solving puzzles and it's got the worst cases of like just not telling you how to play the game. Uh, Essentially, it just gives you no tips. You expect to like write things down on pen and paper to try and figure stuff out. Yeah. But and it's always been a stickler for me because like I played it as a kid on like the PC, it was one of the first PC games we ever got. And I just couldn't figure out how to do anything on the on the island because I didn't know that there's a specific mechanic where you have to turn a dial and then go into an area and it shows you a hint for the um for the area that you pointed the dial at essentially. Yeah. And because I didn't know that I just I just could not do anything with it. But um we finished it in one stream. It was a lot of fun. It was like, it was so good as to like so many years of not knowing how to do crap. And then I'm just like, I'm big right now. I'm an adult. I'm figuring all this stuff out. I'm so happy. I'm yeah, a was, real was,
2: gamer now. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> There's a, there was one puzzle. I was so elated. Um, well, actually, there was one puzzle that I spent uh, an hour on trying to solve it with math. And then I found out from chat that the solution wasn't based on mathematics, <laughs> but some random... Sh- <laughs> stuff that r- really enraged me um yeah. when I got to the end of it so it's got puzzles like that which were stupid and I mm. hated that but at the same time um there's another puzzle where you go underneath the ground in this like um submarine looking minecart thing mm. And you're stuck in um, a maze, essentially. And each segment of the maze has like eight directions you can go. You can go north, south, east or west and everything in between. Um, and you have to try and figure out your way through this maze with only... Uh, with no real indication of where you're supposed to be going. Um, but there is a mechanic there that tells you where to go. And when I figured that out, I was literally like writing it down on, on pen and paper. Um in front of me and uh, in paint actually in MS Paint which uh, <laughs> once I figured that out yeah. I was so elated yeah. it's like the f- it, it, it felt like Dark Souls it felt like Dark Souls the puzzle game yeah. so <laughs> constantly going up and just getting frustrated at everything but then when you finally crack it that feeling of I, I just did
1: it's
0: mm. so good, so good I highly recommend Myst, it's, it's a um, a remake that I played, mm-hmm. they have this remake that you can actually play in VR too I actually originally got it remake? for the Index.
1: When did it get Yes, remade?
0: It, I think last year. Amazing. Oh. That is such a throwback. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very old throwback. But there's like sequels of, and stuff to it. Sorry yeah, about. I was
2: gonna say I kind of love those like incredibly old throwbacks where games that are like nearly like 30 years old get dragged back into now because oh it's my kind god, of it's interesting so, to play like years gaming old. history. Do you know what I mean? Like no, me too. It's okay. Well, I, like I mean, I can't I, I can't speak for all of us, but you know age is coming it's it's you've got to accept it um,
0: that's maybe so sad to realize no. it's like 30 years
2: old no oh, i don't want to i don't want to give you a breakdown in the middle of the podcast we can make it through i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm barely 20 what can i say <laughs> um but yes. no like the the kind of fun thing about looking back at those games is because it's still quite early in what we really early in gaming there and Mm. they're just starting to be able to do things that are like beyond the really really simple games that you know we all remember from arcades and stuff like that it's really interesting to see like what of that's like held on and still kind of plays through to now what was something that they thought they were trying and might be good and nobody else ever copied like it's that kind of Mm. thing where it it's it's really interesting to look back at. it's almost like sort of proto early games and, and seeing being like, Oh yeah, this is still something that happens now and like no, they would never put that in a modern game.
0: Yes, definitely. It's it's weird. Like obviously there's some some quality of life changes mm. um in this newer remake version, but a lot of it is one for one just the original. Yeah. And it's just so hard and so frustrating. It's like people played games like this back then and <laughs> yeah. they enjoyed it. And I yeah. don't understand this is all people had access to this yeah. is like awful the like the same as like all your nes click. games back in the day yeah. yeah yeah just make them as hard as possible because you're only going to be playing that particular game oh, for, for yeah. a while yeah. so.
2: well the classic yeah. like you're gonna get it out of blockbuster and they don't want you to finish it in the three days exactly. you it out mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. rather than adding more content they just made it unbelievably hard and they were like right no one is getting to the end of this like isn't it aladdin that was famously like ridiculously yeah. difficult,
0: yes. <laughs> and like Lion King um, and stuff, like oh, and
1: Ghouls and Ghosts, Ghosts there was and Goblins, like oh Ghouls and Ghosts, Ghosts and Goblins. Two names One. for it, but I that yeah. was so difficult, but I played the hell mm-hmm. out of it, yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure that developers were still in the mindset that they were making arcade games. They thought they just had to suck money out of uh, out of people not realizing mm-hmm. that. No, people are playing this at home. They want yeah. to just finish like, the game. Like, I bought it.
2: Please let me finish it. You yeah. haven't invented saving yet. Like, I'm losing oh my, my mind.
0: And now we're I'm getting so games. happy being able to go back to games and use save states. I will, yeah. I will abuse the hell out of save states because I'm like, I don't want to replay that entire section again. No, just let me go back to before the jump and I'll just do the jump. It's fine. And now we yes, have fine.
1: hundreds of games like Dark Souls and Cupheads, which, which say, "Absolutely not! You are not. You are <laughs> going to be scraping by." <laughs> and
0: somehow, <laughs> but you know, at Twitter. least they have like stable frame rates and quality of life stuff now. So that's, yeah, that's you can't or like device. hitboxes are
2: because the thing yeah, is we you that, makes now. Sense how often something is released kind of janky and then mm. it gets fixed like oh the hitboxes mm. are messed up oh you know the some of the invincibility frames aren't working properly and then back in the day when that happened there was nothing the, the game's out it's been shipped there is no update there are no balance there's no balancing there's no quality of life fixes is nothing and so like for those games back in the day without saving it would become like almost impossible to finish because like at least if you know an area is kind of broken it's like okay well if i save here i can keep running it that bit until i push through it and then i can save hmm. after
0: Same I, I remember when the idea of a memory card was a novel idea like when i first got my playstation i had final Fantasy 7 i did not have a memory card for Final Fantasy VII. <sighs> so I was wondering, like, how the hell are you supposed to play this game not realizing that, oh, you actually need to, like, save your progress because this massive thing. Um, I think my only point of reference then probably would have been Pokemon or something yeah. like that. But, yeah. like, I, it was just so, like, overwhelming and confusing for my little, like, I think I was, like, nine or eight or something like that yeah. at the time. Oh, so. But um, so it's amazing.
1: So upset how, when you, how things have changed. When you when you play like sorry, Spyro, ahead. the start of it twenty thirty times, and mm. then then like your brother comes in like so, memory card, and you just you never had one. You did you didn't even yeah. know about them, and sometimes they wouldn't work, or they'd break, or you wouldn't put it in all the way in, and you had to blow out the dust or something like that. <sighs> mm. Do you know this what is... I miss? Oh yeah, sorry, go on. No, no go I ahead. I... I can
0: you go big, you go you go mine is mine is not even related to the conversation we're having <laughs> you you go
2: now i was gonna say the interesting thing about that is that until i was like old i didn't know video games had ends and oh. i know that sounds ridiculous but i grew up right and I think I just assume things were procedurally generated. Um, I was a kid. I don't know, but I grew up in a house where I was not allowed to play video games, which is weird considering like what I do now is literally stream mm. video games for a job. But the it's just only you rebelling game...
0: against your parents. That's that's all this has been. It's just your, pure your rebellion. Career.
2: No, yeah. it was it was really like when I got together with Fred. He was like, oh, I play video games um, and I streamed them on Twitch. And I was like, yo, you got any of those video games? I was like, yo, can I play? I was like, I've seen this game called Don't Starve. It got advertised to me because um, mm-hmm. I was like a student. I was hella poor. So even though at that point I could have played games, basically my entire upbringing games were accessible to me via my friends. So I only played the things that my friends were into. So I had a friend called James. And whenever I went around to his family's house, we would play wrestling games all day. I didn't care about wrestling. You could not have paid me to name anyone other than like The Undertaker, but it was a video game and I had access like that and Crazy Taxi. We played a lot of that. And then my grandma had a friend, this is not a joke, called Hazel, who was like, 70 and she had a ps1 and i used to go around to her house That's on thursdays amazing. and play like the three games that she had but again she didn't have any did she have? memory cards or any saving or anything like that so i played the beginning of like three games and like a tomb raider game a thousand times and i thought this is what gaming is like this is what it is there's no progress mm. there's no story you just play some puzzles and i was straight up was having the best time so you know what
0: i'll echo Oh my god. Yeah, Hazel keeping it real. Yo, yeah. I wanna be that kind of 70-year-old Lesnar. Hazel go.
2: was a badass. I love Hazel. Honestly, half of what I knew, like, shout out to her. She is gone now. But half of what I knew about games or just being kind of she was a total badass was was mm. from her. And um, she'd just be telling me all these stories about how she got like kicked out of school for this and that. Um, while I was sitting there eating like what those rich tea biscuits eating rich tea biscuits and playing there was this hercules game it was not good oh, but yeah. man i played one? that to this day there were like five sound bites from danny devito's character in it and they hercules. they just rattle around in my head yeah what um, what are you doing get your sword like over and over <laughs> just
0: I love yeah that rule game. one concentrate <laughs> it's funny you say that because that actually directly related to what i was going to talk about is like you know what i miss uh demo discs yeah. I just yes. miss demo discs. Back in the day, like in like the PlayStation magazine, getting a demo disc, that's literally most of my gaming back mm-hmm. then would be just playing demos on these yeah. demo discs. And sometimes you get them with games as well. Like you'd open it up and there's like number whatever demo disc and yeah. like, like oh, I've got the start of right? Spire the Dragon here. Let's just yes. play that a million times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's such a shame. There's like, I guess you can download demos now, but yeah, there's so much Steam. saturation of,
1: of games yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, I never download demos the, I think it was like the Spice Girls game i had that as like an ad on one of the discs couldn't play it but i'd have it on repeat Mm. and it'd be like just playing their songs and them like dancing awkwardly like as like yeah but i lapped up every second of it love it was like such Mm -hmm. an
2: early music game where like i think you had to like tap buttons along to the song or something yes it was like really but they had like all their music in it
0: yeah yeah Yeah. so uh, yeah I i have a vague recollection of playing a demo for that too Oh, yeah
2: no I have embarrassingly watched like a YouTube video about that where they were like ah you may not have known but this was actually a quite an important game in the history of gaming purely from the perspective of like it being all about music and like the kind of integration aspect of like making a game that that was like directly promoting their album and stuff like that it was kind of interesting
1: amazing I think Britney That's Spears it. did the
2: same thing later
1: yeah she had the the sing it was like a not sing star it was like a pre-sing star and do you remember yeah they used to have sometimes you used to get in cereals you know, prehistoric mm. when cereals used to have games and toys and things like that they also had mm. cds at one point as well that would sit in the front of the box and you see a cd you put it in your pc and you have like a mini game. that was like and you're like fancy yes yeah,
2: yeah. Mm. It was like a no i had an asterisk asterix and obelix yes. oh, that's hard to oh say God. you didn't have that too I did, did you yeah yeah Where there was like that one where they were eating food and you food. had to like dodge the the red hair I used to sneak downstairs in the middle of the night to play that on the family computer in the living room, it was like so fully like committing crime. But I was like, this is gaming because I had, I had nothing else. Okay. I was, I was hanging by a thread, but it was so fun. It was I love, I've game. never met anyone else. who remember that, that, and um, I convinced my parents to buy me the Timon and Pumbaa learning to type game um, because you learn to type you do not even know the speeds I used to be able to touch type at because, like, that was the closest thing I had to a game and it was, like, there was all these little interactive puzzles that helped you learn to type. Oh, like that like, 1997, and I was, like, absolutely flying. Dyslexic, so I couldn't spell at all. But what I was writing, it was happening quickly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's amazing. I, I will say I have never felt more like a millennial than I do right now real boomer energy coming out but i absolutely love it um i will say good
2: times
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely fantastic times like just i don't want to get too lost in nostalgia unfortunately otherwise we'll be here all night um i was going to talk about v rising which was the actual horror game i did play which which weirdly enough is actually very very hard yeah Um, i played that too i actually
2: forgot you've reminded me yeah
0: how how have you been feeling about v rising I Very really... quickly because I know we've taken a lot of time just for the just for the talking about what we've been playing. So
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, we've played a lot of good stuff. Um yeah. but no, V Rising. I re- I really enjoyed it. Um I was playing just like on a two-person, so it was like a PvE kind of thing. Um and I want to try it the more full experience because I didn't really feel mm. like I got like the full experience with just like without the PvP. But given that everyone else had got like a week's head start on me, because like last week I was off in Cornwall. Um so I was, I had a really good time. It was like, people kept telling me it was kind of like Valheim and I feel like that gave me the wrong impression of it because... Yeah,
0: it's it, it's like tangentially kind of like it, I guess, but...
2: Yeah, and I, I loved Valheim. I played that nonstop. Um, so... Yeah, it was like at first I was kind of disappointed that it wasn't more like that. But then when I played it, like I really enjoyed the exploration. I really liked the kind of staying in the shadows aspect of it. And I, I genuinely did have a really good time with it. I think if I put a bit more time into it, I think it could become something I like enjoy more than I would expect, if that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. This is the one I, I've been playing like, Dark Souls, not Dark Souls, Diablo, right? Like Diablo. kind of like top you, down. I've been playing Diablo for the last week. I've just been. Thinking, you know, like, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. People are getting back into it again
0: yeah no it's um it's 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 been a lot of fun i'm like i like taking things at my own pace with it and i guess that's something that's kind of like nice about it too i i'm in a um uh a server of a friend of mine, uh, Nicotine and like her and her buddies have like this massive castle built up on one area of the map and I'm just over on this other area, part of their clan but I'm like no I want to do everything myself I want (laughs) to be able, don't give me anything I just want to unlock these things and struggle, I want the ability to just just build my own thing and actually play the game Mm properly rather than just having everything done for me but no, I've been having um, an amazing amount of fun with it, it's um, I don't know if it's like really grabbed me because like I could totally just like leave it and and not go back to it if I really wanted to but um I think that's mostly because there's not a controller option for that Mm. kind of game unfortunately and it kind of like makes you play mouse and keyboard but um yeah it's a lot of fun being able to turn into different forms and unlock powers from like the enemies that you kill and you're building your base and you don't necessarily have to have a lot I guess there is a bunch of resource management in there Mm. but um and I usually I hate that kind of stuff but this game it's kind of done okay because you don't have to really have to worry about food per se. You only have yeah. to worry about like giving somebody the sucky suck every now and then. So yeah, that's about it. Yeah, just <laughs> suck on someone <laughs> occasionally. Um, their blood, obviously. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> unless you're unless you're feeling and you know up to other stuff, uh, just suck their blood occasionally, yeah. and uh, and and you're good. Oh, good and like the again. game but kind
2: of drives you to there. do that anyway.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't know there was vampires. Yeah. Wow, this is. Yes, vampires. That was a lot. For
2: anybody that hasn't... (laughs) You were sitting there like, what? I was sitting
1: there like, oh, what kind of DLC is that?
0: (laughs) You can do that on Twitch? Okay. (laughs) So if you haven't played V Rising, you play as a a vampire that's Mm -hmm. woken up in a crypt after like... I don't know, after the vampire population has been decimated or something. And it's about you uh essentially like rebuilding your your castle and uh getting stronger over mm-hmm. time. Thank god. So you'll go out there yeah. super super weak at the start. You can customize your character, it's uh and it's got Diablo-esque gameplay and a lot of stuff in the environment. If you run into like a human camp you will die almost instantly. Yeah. It's actually very, very difficult. Honestly, have so
2: to- much of it, you'll die instantly. Mm-hmm. Like whether it be the mm-hmm. camps or the various, because I, I only played, I think I did one stream of it. I can't even remember off the top of my head. Again, mm. it like didn't grab me, but I did enjoy it. Um, yeah. And yeah, the, the, the human camps are scary and terrible, but then there are like bears. There were all these other kind of crazy creatures that would just absolutely wreck you if you weren't like fully paying attention. And they just pop out the ground. Um, I got destroyed by a tree.
0: Yeah, a a tree attacked me, and it took away half my health bar in one hit. And I'm like, "Nope, I can't be dealing with that right now. I'm going elsewhere." Very there's like an end and a
2: stone golem, and they attack me at the same time. But I realized, and what something I actually really liked about the game is that the enemies will aggro to each other as well. They were. So I managed yeah, to so get the cool. end and the stone golem to fight each other, um, which I thought was like the biggest brain move. And so we're like mm-hmm. obviously all taking bets on like who's gonna win, the stone golem or the end. But then I realized at the end, when the end won, I still had to finish the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, Honestly, two hits and you're dead. So, yeah, it was it was more challenging than I expected, but it was kind of really fun. And it is a game that, like, wants you to explore but sort of punishes you for that. And I'm kind of into that when you're like, I'm going to run around and mm. see what's over there. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah, it's really satisfying. And then when oh, you definitely. attack your first human camp and you get... you there's like one very powerful human in there who will, um, when you drink their blood, they'll give you like a special ability. you get
0: a buff, yeah. Oh, yeah, God, depending on like the, who you sucky suck. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> purity of their blood from 0% to 100% will give you like bonuses based on how high that percentage was. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you find someone with like 100% um, buff bonus on their blood, you become a lot more powerful very, mm-hmm. very quickly. And uh, it's it's super cool. Yeah.
2: So I definitely like the way that they kind of designed the game to encourage you to explore and like Mm -hmm. find new things. Um, And I think maybe if I put a little bit more time into it, I would get to a point where I was like really compelled to go back in because I know a lot of people Mm. have gotten super into it. Um, But I was sort of more just like felt like a Sunday afternoon game, you know, where you're just kind of like, yeah, Yeah. a little bit of that wasn't too bad.
0: Yeah, have a relax, have a chat with uh, with 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 chat. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and just go through at your own pace uh, the other thing i could probably recommend is literally just playing it with another person mm-hmm. like uh, it, uh which is more of would a co-op game you. you can co-op yeah you can, yeah, g- you have, can a, have a little like, server but
1: is that like one of those games people, where you, you play it and you're like this was built to be co-op more so
0: well i, I say it's more challenging if you're going in solo but mm. it's still there's still a, a bunch of challenge there if you're doing it with with multiple people it's slightly more easy like if you're yeah. um like that treant for instance i was playing with with a friend i was testing the game out uh, just a little bit at the start of it before i streamed it and like we took down a treant like fairly low level because we kept just like aggroing it to each person and just yeah. dodging the attacks like yeah. it's uh, so it gets a lot easier with with multiple people yeah um, i definitely.
2: think it's pretty punishing to play solo like you can yeah. and also it depends on like what you like to do if you're the sort of person who is happy to like run around an MMO and just cut down trees or whatever, then you'll have a Mm -hmm. great time. But if you're somebody who like wants all the stimulation, it's gonna be difficult because it'll be hard to kill anything in the early game. But I imagine it will ramp up when you get more buffs and stuff like that. But
0: the, the only thing that pulls me away from it is the downtime with the resource, um, like gathering. Like oh you have no. to go out there and you have to gather resources by like hitting trees and rocks mm-hmm. and things like that. And that would be bearable. But the only real thing that's getting me is that everything to build costs so much. Yeah. So you'll take down like three or four trees and you'll be able to build like one panel in your house and and like, it's
2: like yeah because you've got to take the wood, turn it into planks and then even building the thing to make the planks is a palaver mm-hmm. so yeah it is one of those things where they're like i think they slow you down by making a resource farm which mm-hmm. can be annoying I, like
0: I guess, yeah. it is an early access game though so i'm hoping yeah. maybe they'll change the balance of that somewhat um mm-hmm. yeah well, maybe but allow uh, it to be
2: less if you're playing solo because like with two of us we played like one stream's worth so i don't know four or five hours probably and we managed to like build ourselves a shed you know to get our yeah. our castle started and do the general exploration and like got mm-hmm. all the early bits and bobs but like we've really just got to like stage one in that playtime and i think if you're on your own especially if you didn't know what you were doing like we didn't god you could end up being like okay so i've managed to make a pile of wood planks that's yeah. it like how am i what,
0: what what do i use them for for starters yeah. and like because the game doesn't really there is a progression system where it'll tell you like your next goal in the top left but it doesn't really explain too mm-hmm. much you can kind of like go out of order and like hunt down different people and it doesn't really tell you that like there are specific enemies that you need to get to unlock the ability yeah. to create certain things in your house too so i was for the longest time like how do i get leather do do i just have to kill enemies for leather how am i getting this leather not realizing that there's specifically a boss enemy that gives you the ability to turn like animal stuff into
1: leather
2: yeah Um, i forgot i turned into a wolf at one point
1: that yes, yeah there's transformations in there too it's yeah. it's, it's pretty it's you could pretty be making cool. this very, whole very cool. game up right now and i would fully be <laughs> believing it you're like you sucky sucky leather all this stuff and i'm like wow wow but you lost me
2: you at it. the grinding
0: that's part. a very different game with the sucky sucky and the <laughs> leather i'm just uh, i'm just going oh b- yeah
2: no that wow i mean lovely. i thought I thought that's what you're implying. It's like, yeah. um, you know, I mean, I'd be interested. You know what I mean? I'd be buying that game. Um, but yeah, Did no, you know, it, it, we didn't it. actually come together to completely create a fictitious game to, to just <laughs> make you confused. <laughs> well, I'm sold. It's I'm had sold. quite a grasp on the Twitch streamers the last couple of weeks, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. So I always, I kind of, it's apparently it's blown up quite a bit. You know? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I can't believe I forgot I played it. You said, oh, we're going to talk about what we're doing this week. And I was like, I've only played Sniper Elite 5. And then you were like, no, you played something else today. You played Sea of Thieves earlier. And I completely forgot about V-Rising entirely. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel bad. Mm-hmm. I, feel like, I feel like maybe after a couple of updates, I want to jump back in and like give it more of my time. Because there's mm-hmm. a lot of cool stuff there, but it didn't didn't grab me.
1: Would you recommend yeah, someone to hop thing- into it? Or do you think it still needs a bit of fixing, like...
2: I think oh, you could yeah, definitely hop into it if yeah. you like that kind of
0: thing, but it really depends if you like that genre of game yeah. first, and if you like the kind of resource management it offers, mm. like it Minecraft like, meets Diablo. So,
1: do you think it's going to have the same kind of hype around Valheim, where people were playing it for a solid two weeks and then kind of just phased mm. off? Well,
2: yeah, Valheim, you hit the end of the game,
1: yeah. so yeah, it
2: was only so much to do. And personally, I cannot say how much i loved valheim i absolutely loved it i played right to the end and every time because i didn't know anything about the game going in i was continually like unlocking new things so at first i was like okay cool so i gonna make a little house i'm gonna do a few viking things that'll be fine and then you kill your first boss and then you discover there are new areas and then it it felt like the game was like constantly being like oh but wait there's more you know like visually Um, as
1: well oh yeah loved yeah
2: it was Oh yeah, those PS
0: One style graphics.
2: Yeah. yeah, it was all like Hagrid's one texture, you know. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I went into that game, I think, quite judgmentally, and then realised, no, I love this. It's amazing, and had the best time with it. So I definitely think that the problem with Valheim is that it's never really had an update aside from like new building stuff, and so I don't really see myself going back. Unless I basically forget everything, if it, in a couple of years I'm like I don't really remember what the hell I was doing in Valheim, I could go back and kind of re-experience it. Whereas I think with V Rising, there are probably different routes you could go down and building your castle and bringing some mm-hmm. more friends in and stuff like that. But
0: well, according to know. chat, uh, V Rising actually has a dungeon mode uh, ah, as the end game that you, nice. can, oh, wow. you can play with, and I'm, I'm I'm assuming that's probably like randomized dungeons too, which would up the replayability factor. Yeah. So that sounds yeah. pretty cool yeah cool I will totally uh, get on with that whether or not I decide to go back to it really depends on if um other people decide to like pull me back <laughs> yes. into that space I don't know but there's, a, there's a, lot a lot of <laughs> games that I want to play a lot of games
1: a lot of games recently yeah. and I've only been I've had <laughs> tech issues so I've been kind of vacant but I feel like in the short time like less than a month that I haven't been really on top of new releases I feel like a year's worth of game has just flown by me fully so <laughs> yeah. many releases and so many solid releases as well uh, for the most part definitely definitely yeah.
0: speaking of uh releases and uh news in general uh we're going to move on to a section we like to call bite-sized news which is exactly what it sounds like it's where we go over everything gaming in the news recently um we've actually been that was the longest i think we've ever <laughs> talked about the stuff that we've been doing this week which honestly that's amazing i loved every second of it but um yeah let's move on to news uh so uh <laughs> donut you, you have a new story for yes. us
1: yes well we were speaking about playstation one graphics actually coincidentally mm-hmm. and the uh the people behind dream daddy the developers uh, game grumps they're like um game grumps the um youtube channel right Game grumps mm-hmm. yeah they're, yeah, they're, they're i they're, love game grumps so much love them they had that game dream daddy out they couldn't be releasing a more different game they're releasing a new horror game called um Ooh, what's it called it's home something right uh oh yeah home body Homebody. Homebody. there we yeah. go and it, it's got that playstation one kind of graphics it's giving mm-hmm. kind of granny style of where you're locked in a house you have to get keys and things like that but it yeah. looks mm-hmm. it looks so good i'm so excited honestly
0: people It is very, very different. But like as uh, being a Game Grumps fan, this definitely makes sense for them to actually go into this considering like their history of playing horror games on the actual channel themselves. And um, I definitely see a lot of inspiration of like maybe Silent Hill influence, maybe some Resident Evil influence in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So apparently it's a narrative driven 1980s style psychological horror game where you're playing as someone trapped inside a house with a masked knife wielding killer. You have to escape by solving environmental puzzles uh, carefully making dialogue decisions and staying away from the killer, uh, which sounds a lot like Clock Tower. I don't know if you've ever heard of Clock yeah, Tower.
1: It's big scissors. Yeah,
0: I never played. Reminds it. me of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That it's got fun. like the Scissorman,
1: um <laughs> <laughs> in It It looks the God, killer I'm, does oh. give that vibe though. I'm ex- yeah, I'm so excited. So I, I,
0: I can definitely feel like this has some very like uh, alone in the dark kind of Resident Evil vibes going mm-hmm. into it too, and like the visuals. I'm I'm so happy that kind of like this PS one kind of throwback look has been put in so many games now. Yeah. exactly. Very appealing.
2: at least personally, that a lot of games that have a strong art style, I feel Mm. like sometimes that's better than going for like realism and then having it look a little uncanny or just having it take ages to make. I think like having a really strong stylistic choice and then going like, that's how the game's going to look. I love that. I find that so satisfying. Um, Yeah, I watched the trailer earlier and it looked... I was surprised, obviously, from the perspective of, like, the Dream Daddy devs are making this. But, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I trust them. I love Dream Daddy. So I definitely, like, will give it a go. Um, And I love a good horror game and I don't mind a puzzle game. I'm not great at them. Um, And I feel like it's going to be fun to kind of see people play this purely because when you're under the stress of, like, am I about to get killed? Um, adding adding a puzzle into there, mm. I feel like half pe- half like the community's brains are gonna fall out their ears. But <laughs> what
0: well, what I what I like to look at these games as is and games like um um Resident Evil is kind of like uh, puzzle box games, I guess, mm-hmm. or um or escape room games, I guess. Yeah. So you're you're like trapped in an environment and you have to find. Yeah, escape room horror games where you have a trapped environment and you have to find your way out and um, it's uh, I, I don't know it's something really appealing about that to me just like being able to like interact with stuff of course like the thing that I hate most about horror games are the horror games that take the power away from you yeah so having no ability to fight back that's yeah. the scariest thing about horror games to me yeah. it's too real it's why i refuse to play like game like games like outlast i've completed outlast i hated it um and i, <laughs> I refused to play like alien isolation i just could not yeah. like the idea that i, c- I can't do anything about I mean, I, this and
2: yeah it's, it's i told to you i'm terrible at stealth i just get mm. murdered you know it's it's one of those things where um the thing that i don't like about those kinds of horror games is more that when I mess up, it sort of diffuses the tension. So, because like if you die once you're like oh man i died i can't believe it and then if you die three or four times it's it goes from being like scary to kind of frustrating so yeah like, you it becomes more of yeah like yeah. yeah
0: like you figure out the enemy ai like okay they're doing this here and that means i have to move now and yeah. like it, it becomes desensitized and like yeah. again more work
1: than actually being fun anymore that's which the is thing again, why thing about i hate those though. cat and mouse games like, I find- like that's what i called them it's it's the it's the mechanics that's the most scary because I think there was a game called Ooh, Dead of Night, I think it was called. It was kind oh, of a game where I've never was, heard of Ooh, Dead of Night. Ooh, Dead of <laughs> Night. <laughs> it ooh. was basically this game where you basically go in a hotel. I think you're like an Australian gal, and you're in this hotel and you have to go to each floor and talk to ghosts about this killer. And when you hear them, so it's kind of like you move your camera, your camera like moves. It's kind of like a point and click. But you mm-hmm. you have to keep an eye out for Freddy and see when he, like he might be sitting at a corner and then he can catch you. You have to hide in hotel rooms, lock the door, things like that. And it was out, I want to say about a year ago. It was one of the most terrifying games. I couldn't complete it. I couldn't complete it because I didn't know the AI. I didn't have anything to protect me. He could pop up at any moment. It was that kind of like you have no control and you can't you have to understand the ai but when it's so scary yeah. that you don't want to I, yeah. I shut down i can't do it anymore whereas yeah.
0: i i feel like with those games like if if it's that random where they can just pop up at any time and you have no ability to to fight back yeah or like you have no indication of when it's happening or, or it's too real. like can, can learn the yeah. patterns yeah it's yeah, it, it can like becomes challenging less enjoyable
2: and scary but a little bit empowering because you're like outsmarting them to like why am i here just getting killed over and over um and i hate the feeling of like when you're playing a horror game and you make mistakes and you die and it's just awful and gory and all that kind of stuff and then you keep having to go through it and through it and through it and you're like i'm just torturing this character like we're not i don't feel like i'm learning and i don't feel like i'm getting better so i actually think making good horror games is A lot harder than people give it credit for because there's a lot of like low budget horror and it can be quite um, an easy genre for developers to jump into. I think that when they do it right, it can sometimes be difficult to put your finger on like what was good about it. Like you were scared, but it wasn't impossible to pick up what's going on. It wasn't just like ridiculous jump scares to keep you on edge. Um, And I also think, you know, maybe sometimes horror games struggle with not jumping into like kind of more problematic territories of kind of going over tropes that like, yeah, I get that you really enjoyed that in a movie from the 80s, but we probably shouldn't be dragging it into like content now. Yeah. So then you get all of those mm-hmm. issues kind of ramping up. Um, But I feel pretty confident that they hopefully will do a good job. Like, I don't know Game Grumps terribly well. So kind of knowing that you know them well and that you feel sort of really optimistic about it has made me go like, okay, cool. I'm really looking forward to that. You know,
1: I am. Um... Mm. Well, I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Uh, no, I was so gonna say. I think
1: with the, the like um...
0: like. <laughs> I know it's so British. Uh, yeah, we're just try- we're just trying to be so. Yeah, that's the problem with having several British people all on a podcast. We need an American. Say, <laughs> shake some stuff you up. You go first. No, no, you go first. Um, I will say, like, having known that the, I'm assuming that it's not the the two game grumps themselves, Aaron Hansen and um. And they're so Danny Sex Bang. That's not his actual yeah, yeah. So um <laughs> that's not his actual name, that's his stage name.
2: That's but um I'm
0: I'm assuming that they're not the ones developing themselves. That's yeah, yeah. the other people in-house that are doing that. Yes. But if they have any influence on it, it gives yeah. me confidence because the amount of like horror games they've played on the channel, mm. they know what they like and they know what they can put in there to to uh be enjoyable for other mm. people. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Mm. Now so excited. Moving on. We, uh, we do have a, a big announcement about Gaming Live, which was going to be mm-hmm. in July as a live physical event. Mm-hmm. It's going fully online now. Um, why is it going fully online? Well, it's going fully online. It's been moved to September 9th to mm-hmm. uh, the 11th that weekend. Uh, the reasons for this is uh, basically still COVID. Still COVID. Apparently in New York where it was taking place, there yeah. is, um, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of COVID numbers right now. So... An executive mm-hmm. decision was made uh, to move the entire event online, make it more accessible, keep the community safe. And mm-hmm. um, honestly, I'm kind Yay. of thankful. I was a little bit worried about like going to to New York at that mm-hmm. time. Uh, I, yeah. I wish they had told me a little bit sooner before yeah. everybody else knew. But um, yeah, that's uh, I'm, I'm really glad that, that it's being pivoted and shifted to a fully online event, mm-hmm. which means a lot more people can get involved now. And for instance, uh, I saw the response to the actual tweet that got put out. People seem to be ecstatic about the choice for some reason. I would have thought maybe one or two people would be angry, maybe. I don't know why, but people seem to be very understanding that, you know, COVID is still a real thing that we're Mm -hmm. living with. And now people with disabilities or people who are more at risk, who would have been excluded, uh, now have access to that event. And it's nice to see that the announcement has struck a chord with them. So... If you want to get involved with Gaming Live, it is now going to be the weekend of September 9th, 10th, and 11th. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot of cool stuff happening over that weekend. It was a really Mm -hmm. appreciated move. Thank you, Chan. I really uh, appreciate that you appreciated it. Uh, It it means that I don't get to go to New York now.
2: That's sad. Which is unfortunate. But But um, when I saw the original event announcement, I was kind of like, oh, New York. Oh, oh, wow. mm. But I mean, I totally understand it. It's it's really hard. Like speaking from the perspective of somebody who runs events, obviously different, yeah. but in the same space, um, it is really hard to balance like doing events safely alongside, you know, making events as accessible as you want them to be. And I know that, from my perspective, a lot of people have been really enthusiastic about doing digital events and like still want at least that combination of physical and digital. So it's really nice to see like people, whether it be that you can't afford to travel, you can't take the time off, or you just can't travel safely. um, Mm. You know, it really, I think it can be really, really helpful for people to kind of bring both of those things together. So yeah, I think it's it's a good idea. Um, it's a hard decision to make. I'm sure they were really struggling with it because yeah. there's always people on both sides who are going to be disappointed. Um
0: Yeah, I imagine that they were. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean like, I don't get any like kind of input on these decisions. I'm just <laughs> I'm just the face here on the Twitch, <laughs> the, you know. Yeah. The, but um yeah. I imagine yeah. that it was it was something that they racked their brains over for a yeah. while before they made that decision. Uh, considering yeah. like I imagine like there's probably um for a lot of people who have been doing events with uh with covid going on like having to to pull out of certain venues and moving mm-hmm. stuff around and like the amount of money that goes into that too so yeah. um, i have no idea what what that story is like yeah. i've not got I mean- the uh
2: you know, ahead, given sorry. they had a venue, they were going mm-hmm. down that route. It's not as though they were yeah. sitting there going like, "We're just not going to tell them it's going to be digital." They obviously went like, "This is the last chance." No, of course, yeah. Decision. No, okay, I know everybody away, at maybe.
0: gaming. I'm pretty sure they were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, this is the last but thing that they would do." That's, yeah. so. that's a pretty I'm,
2: impressive I'm decision to make. Most companies wouldn't. So, yeah. you know, good, mm-hmm.
0: good,
2: I'm really good glad on that them for looking after everybody.
0: New York will come. They can still fly me out to America at some other point. I guess maybe. Hey, gonna they be a fun event, a, a U.S. trip. <laughs> I'm a, are, you get
2: that in your contract, like one trip to to uh, New York. Are all yeah, the performers Some send me, the same send me as out
1: well? to? Sorry,
2: sorry, second.
1: <laughs> my brain. My, I think the
2: performers.
1: I'm, I'm I think everything fog, that was so I'm happening. All over the place right now. I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> just thinking, like, what did I eat today? I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: No, That's OK. Like, yeah, there are going to be a bunch of like uh, drag performers live over there and, um, and and voice actors being there, too. in the queer yeah. community. So I'm pretty sure a lot of that's being pivoted to the digital space. Obviously, there's a different timing there, so I'm not really sure what's happening yet, but I'm sure there will be more announcements. So stay tuned to GamingMag.com yeah. to uh, see everything that's coming up with that. So, uh, yes. You have another story for us, Donut, don't you?
1: Yes, I do. I've been thinking about this along with my lunch. Um, I believe it was last, <laughs> was it last Tuesday that The Sims 4 have just brought out uh, Pronouns, uh, the new update, which Yay. they have been, I think they've been teasing or talking about for a while now. And I think there've been mm. um, there's also been a lot of petitions, I believe, to talking about it.
0: Yeah, um, I feel like this is like a, a reaction to specifically fan demand to get mm. yeah. more... Yeah. Ac- yeah. accessible pronouns in there, which is uh, really cool to see.
2: I think that's lovely. I mean, props to EA for now inventing pronouns. Inventing. Um, they yes. were never there before. Yeah. <laughs> in a game like The Sims, it makes perfect sense. I mean, pronouns in general, obviously inclusion in games makes sense, but like in a game where you are crafting a character from bottom to top and you're controlling mm. everything they do and you are creating their life, it doesn't make the least bit of sense that you wouldn't be able to you know, decide what pronouns that you want that character to use.
1: And, for, you know, exactly. whether, it,
2: yeah, whether it be from I really the perspective like the, of, like, making somebody who represents you or just adding some fun new people in, you know, it just makes mm-hmm. perfect sense.
0: Like, I, I, I looked at the implementation on the on the site mm-hmm. itself, and it looks really cool how they've done it, because they, they've actually specifically gone into detail of... um uh, uh like what different pronouns actually mean. And for somebody that was really bad at uh grammar mm-hmm. in school yeah. and uh didn't pay that much attention, uh is really, really um I'm really, really happy to see that they, they literally break down all of the different options uh oh, being nice. yes, they, they specifically have, I wonder if I can pull up the actual picture here real quick. Yeah. So let me show this off real quick. But they Educators. have like your custom pronoun section. Uh, which, if I could bring that up right here, there we go. Um, so they literally like break it down to your your subjective, your possessive, independent, objective, reflexive, and possessive dependent. Um, ah, which again, so cool. they mean nothing to me, yep. but they give examples of each one of those, which is yep. super cool. And um, and I'm very very happy that that they've uh, implemented this. It's really nice to see games actually getting with the times yeah uh, and i feel like the sims has definitely been one of the games that has done that more so than any other game out there to try and make it accessible to as many people yeah. as possible definitely and again it been, makes perfect sense
1: they've definitely been like one of the more progressive because i remember growing up being like obviously i had my girlfriend who was a red-haired goddess who looked just like Dona but also every so often I'd like accidentally romance a fella and I was like oh "Oh my god I'm allowed to do it in this game oh my god it was an accident Mm -hmm. though oh I would never do that um so it, it feels like only right that Obviously, I, I always wish things were sooner, but like this is still mm-hmm. a cool thing to celebrate. Yeah. But out of all games, yeah. this is this is probably the one, and such a huge, huge LGBTQ plus community as well, which mm-hmm. are I'm sure celebrating this entire week. You know,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the only thing that I would like to say, not for a shade, um, <laughs> but is the how <laughs> this the Sims devs. Uh, be given control over the rest of EA so that they don't do weird stuff like not publicly defending trans or abortion rights, which is the yeah. story that's come out recently. But we will we'll move on from that for now, and uh, hopefully EA can like sort itself out yeah, on I mean... uh, on that front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the the the, ina- the inaction of. Um, certain companies Uh, again we're about to talk about another one for instance disney included of like just not getting involved in in what they define as political stuff has has been really
2: games in general have a terrible handle on what is political and what Mm -hmm. it means to make statements Um, and i think that you see that time and again where games will kind of you know pander to people who will say things like having pronouns that you can change is in itself political and it's like no it isn't yes it's inclusive that may make you uncomfortable but you don't need to engage with it um Mm -hmm. and yeah i think you do get that disappointing behavior a lot from these big companies who at the end of the day they want to make a profit you know they oh capitalism Mm -hmm. yeah they're gonna gonna walk the you know sit on that fence as hard as possible (sighs) for as long as possible netflix has entered Um, the chat yeah but i think that (laughs) you know was always quite a i don't know what's the word like uh not divisive but it had quite a lot of like counter-cultural moments in it like it was quite originally like not anymore but it was quite anti-capitalist back in the day a lot of it was kind of like sending up that kind of reality tv big glamorous house thing like a lot of the the descriptions of the products would really be making fun of them and um it was it, i really enjoyed that back in the day so at least seeing them kind of Grab hold of that, like at least we're staying with the times. At least we're being current. You know, I think that's really important.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've they've gotten to a point where um we talked about this like several months ago on the podcast, but they they literally banned themselves from being sold in Russia before they ch- t- changed their mind because they were worried about the the amount of progressive stuff that they yeah they're they're putting into their games, which was super super weird at the time. But um, it's it just goes to show you how how far. Uh, yeah. that particular game series has come yeah. now <laughs> moving on to the next uh uh next 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 news next newsy bit uh did anybody catch the star wars celebration uh speaking of capitalism and, and disney owning everything <laughs> and and yeah uh funnily enough ea actually used to own the rights to uh star wars games i think that <gasps> oh, ended yeah yeah
2: they did yeah. i played yeah
0: those it's it's so nice that that everybody can get in uh, for a, for a chance to actually play the games now. I think it's like Lucas uh, Lucas Games, maybe Lucas that's working on. <laughs> I actually have no idea who is doing it now, but um, at least it's open to more people than just EA because a lot of those EA games, Star Wars games, were terrible. <gasps> yeah. uh, speaking you of which, take that right
1: uh, back. Except for Fact Disney, you take that right back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Battlefront Two was bad. Jedi was Battlefront Two, I don't know whichever one.
2: I mean, yeah, Did cat yeah, just but run like,
0: right
2: he just yeah, zoomed. <laughs> I just thought, cat, he's elevate. going to sit on his perch. He like a full yeah. Spider Man up the <laughs> wall,
1: <laughs> just Andrew Garfield. About. He does that, he does that.
0: <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Star Wars celebration just happened. They actually announced yeah. a sequel to an EA pub- published Star Wars game, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is the sequel yes. to. Um, What was the first one called? I can't remember. Star Wars
2: Jedi Fallen Order, I think it was. Fallen Order, yes. Thank you very much. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: And uh, just like the first game, I imagine this is going to be like another Dark Soulsy Metroidvania Star Wars game. Mm. Cal Kestis is making their return. Um, It's continuing the story from the first game, and Cal needs to stay one step ahead of the Empire's Pursuit. I never finished the first game, so that just sounds like they're doing the first game again. Yeah. um but you know it, uh, people seem to love the first game so that's that's
2: yeah I no i it? i
0: didn't finish it so. i
2: did i played it i finished it i loved it i really enjoyed it i think of every star wars game i've played um which is basically anything that came out in the last 10 years it was easily the best I mean, most Mm. of them were previous EA Battlefront games, so that in itself has, you know, they weren't great. Um, But man, I loved it. I loved the story. I loved the way that they did the sort of, as you said, Dark Souls style kind of melee fighting with the lightsabers, the way that they kind of gradually added the force, um, you know, options uh, into Mm -hmm. the game. Those were really cool, like all all the different stuff that you could do. And it kind of made sense as well because he was a force sensitive person who I guess hadn't worked that out yet because the Jedi had fallen. So that was kind of the story back there. I don't really know how they're going to do that in the second game where like you've already learned all of your you know, your force moves. Or so well, you have, have a
0: moments where you get force choked by someone and you lose all your abilities, like your connection <laughs> to the force oh dissipates. God, so you have it. to unlock them all again. You're you going to learn, yeah, yeah, Like the they're going to
2: do something. There's no way they're going to be like, hey, do you remember all that stuff you unlocked if you played the last game? Here it all is all at once. They're
1: all so, scattered across the map. You have to find all yeah. of them again.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Sky you got hit register. in the back of the head
2: with a coconut and you forgot everything. Relearn it. I don't know. Um but I'm sure. That's that every single point Metroid point.
0: game I've ever played, and yeah, like <laughs> I hope they don't go in that some in breath that of the direction. wild
1: memory stuff of like, oh, Zelda was here. I remember everything now in this portion yeah. of the game. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, Darth Vader has has taken your girlfriend captive and and throwing you down a well, and now you don't know any of your abilities. So yeah. uh, maybe they'll
2: yeah. just give you like a relatively long tutorial where you just have an opportunity to try everything that was in the previous game, so that it kind of makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because I, I I think that losing that would be a real shame, and obviously all the progress you made with the character is kind of important. Um, but the trailer looks really good. I I definitely felt like I knew I'd enjoyed the game before, but I watched the trailer. And I was like, oh, man, I'm actually really excited to play this. It's not coming mm. out for a year, but, you know.
0: Yeah, can... speaking of which, I just realized that one thing that didn't get a mention is the new Quantic Dream Star Wars game, which uh, was announced, like, last year uh, oh, with yeah. that, like, very cinematic trailer. And, like, there's just, like, no word of that whatsoever, which is very, very not a odd. a great sign. <laughs> no, I mean... Qu- Quantic Dream in general is a is a little bit hit and miss depending on what they decide to, to, to go with. Um, mm. But I'm going to move away from them. Um, other news that came out from the Star Wars Celebration: there's a trailer for the new series Andor. Um, if yep. you're not aware, that is the the character from one of the characters from Rogue One, so you kind of know how that story is going to end uh, yeah. <laughs> before it begins. Um, yeah, Mon Mothma is also going to be, it. I think it's going to be about like the fires of the rebellion, actually starting up the actress who plays Mon Mothma returning from both Rogue One and, um, the deleted scenes in, in, uh, the third Star Wars film, uh, I can't, Revenge of the Sith or whatever. Uh, but yes, I am, my question is, it looks interesting, but does anybody really care about Andor? <laughs> <laughs> like like this character from rogue one i don't know i just, like I, I i don't know if anybody was asking for this
1: like for, I, I for like a non so i i like star wars and i watched yeah. the mm. first one of the new ones and i forgot to watch the rest it's been three years four years and um i'll be honest with the amount you're better off so, to be fair if honestly if if I think from an outsider perspective, for the most part, a lot of game studios that produce a game like the, the was it Fallen Order? That looked beyond stunning. It looked amazing. And it was very like, um, what's the word? Uh, it's it's very palatable for people who aren't super into Star Wars. All of what you yeah. said, mm-hmm. none of it translated to me. I just found Andor. Yes. Andor. Oh yeah. All of this yeah. Andor is just... Uh,
0: I mean, I don't think I, I could even name you any of the characters in Rogue One.
1: I, don't like, know, I can't I've remember the names it. of any of them. I feel awkward oh, no. when you said we all know I, how that goes. And I'm like, uh, no.
2: <laughs> Do we? Well, <laughs> it's because that's how basically Rogue One ends as the very first release chronologically, the very first film oh. begins. So, you know, when like they, they help me, it it's about a Star team World that anyway, steals the Death Star
0: really. plans. Yes.
2: Yeah. Oh,
1: cool. So, it's literally
2: the getting that information to the Why am rebellion I on is like the principle of the film. So like that's how we know how it goes. But I did watch that film and not I and I did enjoy it, Rogue One that is, but I genuinely couldn't name anyone in it. <sighs>
0: yeah. Um no. it's a decent film. I just yes. can't remember anything about it. That, that's yeah except for it was the, decent the Darth Vader was... scene. That's all I remember. The Darth yeah. Vader scene and Carrie Fisher's awful face. That's yes. uh CG they, face, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, awful because it was CG, not because of <laughs> no, no, the No, no, for sure, lovely. CG'd I love like her, but they, and it, they it wasn't as good as young Luke, you know, yes, it was they did it was the a aging effect, uncanny. but was just
0: several years ago now, and they didn't have like the photo mapping stuff mm. that they have at this point, yeah. so it's very uncanny. Valley, yeah, and I don't um, think she
2: was a fan of being made to look younger anyway. She was kind of like, you can mind your business, this is how I look now, so I mm. think that it kind of like layered up. um But that being said, I mean, I personally feel like I've got nothing against this series. I always like to see what the Rebellion are actually doing because I think Mm -hmm. that, like, at its core, Star Wars is quite um, an interesting story because obviously you've got, like, the Empire and you've got the Rebels, and I'd love to see more of what the Rebellion actually do because really all we see is, like, our ragtag group of heroes doing things. And then I know people are going to get, you know, no, you see X and Y, but I feel like seeing the real, like, cogs of how do you fight a galaxy wide imperialist force that's a mm-hmm. really interesting conversation to be had and like all of the different people with the different backgrounds with the different um you know reasons for why they're doing what they're doing coming together to kind of try and take down this one unified force i think that's really interesting um i thought that was something they were going to do in the last mo- movie series when mm-hmm. they introduced um Finn because it's kind of like he's got a whole different reason for hating the Empire you know he was like taken away as a kid and they just never really did anything with it which yeah. I thought was sad um but Very yeah bad. I will say I do like Star Wars I am a nerd and I have not kept up with all of the series that they yeah. have coming out right now like I watched what the hell's Baby Yoda The Mandalorian, Mandalorian. I haven't I watched
1: that.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, to like, be fair I, I, I've watched everything Bo- with Baby odor in it. Um.
0: Boba Fett's not good. Um no. It's it it, not. It's bad. There, to be fair, like several episodes of that are just Mandalorian season three. So you may yeah. as well go in and just watch the Mandalorian specific episodes of yeah. uh, Book of Boba Fett. because I was
2: confused Baby- by him getting his own series. I was like, surely this could really... Like how many series about a Mandalorian do we need? Like, not that I don't, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy Boba Fett, but, um, you know, he was more of like a cult classic and now he's become this like huge part of the lore um mm. and then i guess that's the prequel's fault anyway so yeah yeah it, it i haven't caught up i haven't watched the latest one with you and mcgregor um I,
0: did you watch bad batch nobody watched bad Batch. i didn't watch bad what batch. even is i bad watched batch? the first couple episodes I've not it's, even set, heard it's like that. a sequel to the clone wars it's an animated show
2: that oh, oh yes. i did watch clone wars that was actually pretty mm. cool, clone wars was was cool. Solid, so yeah. it's set
0: just after order 66 mm-hmm. um which is when uh, for those of you who are unaware of, of yes. star wars not to go too deep but it's it's when uh basically the all the jedi got slaughtered by the clone troopers and it follows like one particular bad um the one particular group of clone troopers which are different from the rest and they kind of break away from from what is now being set up as the empire mm-hmm. and that's bad batch um but i don't know it just didn't grab me um there's so much stuff now for star wars there's so much stuff being announced i mean uh, they they just announced another show called skeleton crew which is one of the other announcements that's coming out next year in 2023 jude lord's in it apparently it's about a group of 10 year olds from a small planet who get lost uh in the galaxy far far away and have to find their way home maybe i don't know maybe it sounds like voyager it sounds like star trek voyager for some reason to me i worry but um, it actually does
2: sound like voyager and i'm therefore Mm -hmm. into it
0: (laughs) Yeah, but with kids, Voyager with kids. I'm not. Oh. With, with Jude Law as well? I'm not sure. Ten year olds.
2: Yeah. Jude Law I, I wants so badly to be like a major name in a big brand. He's like, come on, somebody mm. make a. He wants. He Roast wants a little him. action pivot, You know, I can feel
0: it. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. He's like,
2: give me the money and let me retire. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's taking place around the same time as uh, the Mandalorian Ahsoka, the so it's post Return of the Jedi, before the 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 last trilogy that came out. Um, but yeah. The problem that I'm seeing right now, and of course they also showed off like Mandalorian season three footage, but that hasn't been released to anybody else yet. So who cares? Um, mm-hmm. The problem that I'm seeing right now is that there's such an oversaturation of Star Wars content. Mm-hmm. I'm very burnt out in Star Wars. I've been burnt out in Star Wars since the um, Rise of Skywalker came mm-hmm. out. And after like they messed that whole trilogy up. Um, yeah. I'm just like, the Mandalorian was fun. I love the Mandalorian season one. I yeah. kind of like the Mandalorian season two, but like I'm so burnt out now. And the the leaning on nostalgia for every single project yeah. is just too much. Like Dave Filoni um, has got some really great ideas about what to do with the series. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it started going into, oh, now we've got Luke Skywalker coming into the picture and, and now we've got like Boba Fett back in here and Ahsoka and it's like, I don't really care. I just to, like season one of Mandalorian was so much better because it's just mm-hmm. these interesting stories being told without having this massive connection to everything else. Yeah, um, and and it had the chance of actually like telling these unique stories that yeah. didn't involve space wizards with laser swords. And I just, I just, I just don't have faith in the creators right now to put together something good and fun and I mean, unique and original. Isn't it I out of like-
1: Lucasfilm's hands now, isn't it? It's like out of there. It's, well, not it's still
0: under Lucasfilm, but it's not. It's not. Um, it's not George Lucas anymore. So Disney bought uh, up okay. Lucasfilm, and and, and they like paid the him to franchise. stop. <laughs> they were like,
2: yeah. sit down. You've you've done enough. Let us And uh, They it. literally milk this.
0: threw away his ideas for the sequel films, which is <laughs> no noted. Um, but yeah, I mean, I watched Obi Wan. I watched the first two episodes that have been released so mm-hmm. far, and I enjoyed it um it's interesting where they're going with it there are some weird choices that they've made in that show um some of the acting is bad and Uh. i don't want to i don't want to rag on child actors um it's Uh. got a little girl out of uh, bird box in it um i won't spoil who she's playing but um i i a lot of people saying that she's great and i'm just like i don't there's so many unbelievable moments like she's running away from some people and it's like these people would literally just take two steps and just grab her yeah uh, it's it's a little bit out there and um some of the directing choices they they have for one of the new characters i can't remember who they're called i they're vath something like the second sister the um oh, i can't remember who the actress is she's wonderful by the way but like some of the directing choices That they've gone for her is kind of like going down this stereotypy kind of like angry black woman shouting at everything route and which seems a little bit problematic to me. So that's kind of like not gelling with me too much because like Mm -hmm. with villains it's always more there's this actually one scene uh, which she has which is done amazingly where she's not screaming her line; She's just like talking and walking through a hall with a lightsaber out like approaching somebody and she's speaking very calmly and just about stuff. And she's like, so intimidating, mm-hmm. and like versus everything else that that was up to that point. I'm like, yo, this character like, is great. The scene is great. I love this. Yeah, yeah. let that happen. She let
1: her the one be in Queen's Gambit, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, what was her name? Sorry, Moses. I again. I'm terrible at names. Moses in- Ingram. We'll,
0: we'll look it up. <laughs>
1: I loved her we'll we'll anyway. in Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll fix it in post. Loved
0: Yes, we'll fix it in post. She's, uh, that like the scenes that she's in where I think the directing is better mm-hmm. is so good. And like, oh. I wanted so much for, for me to like love the series and like love her character mm-hmm. too because like the flack she's been receiving online, um, Disney literally had to say, we have protections in place for you now because of like how like, um, uh, BIPOC actors have been treated in the past. Yeah. The I mean,
2: um, what was it? Marie Tran?
0: Uh, yeah, Marie Tran. Her name, yeah. Yeah, just like she... all the, like, the abuse that she received.
2: Diabolical and ridiculous. I do think that people need to understand that characters aren't decided entirely by the actor. The actor yeah. has to do the script the way the director wants. Mm-hmm. And that's literally the job. Like, I definitely agree. And I think that sometimes... Um, and it's not just Star Wars. It's really any of these like, big brand shows. They can really distrust their audience to like understand this character is scary without shouting. Like mm-hmm. oh, oh, shouting can be involved. It's not like a no shouting situation, but like if we make you yell all your lines, then we know you're really scary. And that can be a real disservice to the actor who could probably do a more nuanced job and the mm-hmm. audience who are like, yeah, okay, I get it. You know, she's a bad guy. She's scary. So I don't need her to be at like absolute 100% rage at every turn. And I think that Mm. can be really disappointing. And hopefully maybe if the series does well, you know, and her character makes it to the end, you know, we could see like that moving in a more nuanced direction. But it seems like every time they start to go down that route, where they're like, oh, we could give a character that's got some actual, little bit of depth, a little bit of, it's like, no, 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 just jump back into like the stock. This is what's worked in the past. And that's always Mm -hmm. kind of a bummer.
0: I, I will say, like, um, I, I love the direction that they're going with that particular character. And again, I don't want to get too far into spoilers. But if you pay attention to the start of the series, like, potentially her backstory could be very, very intriguing. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very invested in finding more out about her character. You now you've given and them like, another
2: idea for another series. Look, don't say it too loudly or they'll be like, it's I think I think that will be explored
0: i think the way that they've set it up it will be explored in this series as well but like it's very hit and miss so far obi-wan has been like some scenes are like absolutely great and amazing it's doing some fun things and there's some pairings in there of characters uh that you've never seen before Mm -hmm. but it makes total sense for it to to -hmm. be like that and um it's it's very like um some of the scenes in there are very like the opening of of inglorious bastards where it's uh literally like the jedi hunters coming down and it's like they're they're you know the nazis in in uh, world war Two, like hunting jews like in inglorious bastards of the star there's there's scenes that are very much like that and they're so like intimidating and and the tension that's is so true. high because like obi-wan is standing off to the side not being unable to do anything because if he
1: reveals himself then
2: yeah he's got to look I at mean, yeah. luke right yeah so
1: i was so
0: that's by, really cool i um, love
1: that stuff i was just sold by you and mcgregor because you know i love you i was gonna
2: say i'm like i have mm-hmm. to watch it the cat just came down and i thought your whole thing was coming down i was like no <laughs> just the cat i was like what things are falling i'm so um, j-
1: you have a cat in the background as well that i keep going because i'm so yeah the baby yeah.
2: She, she's <gasps> lying down over there now but she wanted a moment you know ba-
0: she's like he's
2: oh he's an was baby
0: uh, yeah he's yeah. uh almost two now i think so uh uh-huh. he's he's a dick he's a constantly yeah. a dick but, uh, but you're
2: still they're still in the kitten phase you know leaping mm-hmm. on everything and just being crazy which yeah. you know He'll, lasts until oh. they're like 10 <laughs> so you got like eight oh, more really? years
0: okay eight more years of this all right <laughs> cool he, i think he also has piker as well because he eats everything so yeah oh, so the baby you have to be very very careful
2: excellent so yeah just chewing socks throwing up and like zooming up and down your walls
0: eating
1: plastic bags and and anything that's
2: him. cat ownership for you i
1: know it's awful <laughs> for you but i'm very jealous i really want a cat i'm gonna start with a rat and then get to a cat but not at the same time not together be, yeah yeah
0: not not together hopefully I and good. not Are one like fattening a one to feed the other hopefully not so get yeah. a really yeah. big rat really small cat Siblings. Yeah,
2: so, I was gonna say are, the rat could win. Uh, words, you know, I,
1: I don't want them to fight. That's not the goal here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not raising competitors right now.
2: We're coming around to yours for some like bizarre cockfighting experience. <laughs> like you're like, No, these are my pets, stop. Um <laughs> uh, yeah. but anyway, I, uh yes, I of I course.
0: Obi-Wan mixed yep. bag uh, just as a, bit, a, a warning I did see it mentioned in chat as well uh, this, the, it opens with the attack on the Jedi Temple and there are child actors involved so if anybody wants to go into that content warning really? it might be a little bit close to yeah. recent events that have happened in real life so just be aware is, that of that that scene
2: was so heavily memed for being ridiculous and unnecessary Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they would go, now that, now that's an area we want to retread. You know, it's just like, we get it. We know what happened. It was diabolical. And I feel mm-hmm. like you could maybe imply it without being like, you know. but
0: Well, I I feel like the reason that they've put that scene in there is because w- probably one of those child characters is a character grown up 10 years later in the actual story. So you need to show on... the,
2: like, the trauma. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, like I feel the like that's probably no the route that they're is. going.
0: Gripping. Yeah, yeah, gripping, yeah. You
1: know,
0: um, and of course, like all this stuff is decided way in advance. Uh, could they have done without that? Mm-hmm. Maybe, but you don't. Obviously, uh, if someone has seen it, it's literally just chaos going on around them as they're escaping, mm-hmm. uh, essentially. Um, but it, yeah, I didn't even think about it at the time. I just watched it and like it didn't even click to link the two things. But like, obviously, yeah. if you're if that's on your mind, just go in knowing that there, there yeah. is, again, essentially the assault yeah. on the Jedi Temple. And there's probably
2: is... a skippable scene. If you understand what's yeah. going on, you can just move on totally. past yeah. that. But like, and
0: I believe they added a content, war- content warning oh, in fair. retrospect now, which is oh, amazing. Yeah, okay. fair enough. Yeah, because
2: I think for a lot of people, Star Wars is very much, even though obviously it's got a lot of very serious messages in it, you know, a lot of it is. Um, some real escapism. So you it's yeah, quite it's it's kind of fantasy, like isn't it? you know yeah. what, I want to see Obi-Wan running around in the desert. Um, but like realistically, yeah, as a Jedi living out on your own, cut off from everybody, it you know, there's probably gonna be some real tension and real fear there because like he just lived through probably the most traumatic thing you could. So mm-hmm. you know, you've got to make a balance of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um I'm aware of, of of the time that we've been taking for the mm. podcast and this has been brilliant so far. But we're going to jump into a uh, quick ad read and then we're going to get into your interview. <laughs> Enough <laughs> Star Wars talk. Star Wars no is going to be Star Wars in episode. <laughs> uh, right. Just as a reminder, uh, if you are listening to the podcast for the first time, you're watching the show Uh, Make sure, are you watching it here live on Twitch? Make sure you hit that follow button so you can catch all of our shows. If you can't watch live and you're watching, well, and and generally you just want to catch up on all the other shows in general, uh, you can always check out our YouTube channel and catch up on everything that you've missed, whether it's our weekly queer charity hangout, Let's Go Gaming, or all the wonderful events coming in this year's DigiPride, which starts next week. There is something for everyone. So be sure to hit that follow button. Yo. Okay, Woo. so, Emily, it <laughs> is time for your spotlight. We're going to get to know you a little bit more. Uh, so, Donna has the first question.
1: Hi, I'm Donna, and Hi. I have the first question. Uh, oh. So, we're going to start off with a super easy one, and you mentioned, mm-hmm. like, briefly part of it earlier, um, but how did you get into streaming? Because I know you mentioned Fred introducing you into games more so. Mm-hmm. So, how did that start? Did you start together, did you start separately? How did that so, all happen?
2: Um, about, not joking, nearly 10 years ago now, um, I, uh, so Fred and I had known each other before, um, back from years ago, uh, and then I'd gone off to uni, and then I lived in San Francisco and all that kind of stuff. So when I came back, um, we reconnected, uh by the wonders of Facebook. <laughs> um Lovely. and he was like, Would you like to go out and see Star Trek? the new Star Trek film that was out at the time. And I was like, Yeah, sure. Um, and we kind of, you know, had a little thing for each other, but nothing too crazy. Um, but you know, it was like, Oh, maybe something could come of this. So we meet up and he's like, I do this thing called streaming um on this website, and you can play video games. And I was like, yo, I love video games. And as I said, like I hadn't had much opportunity to play before. So yeah, um, I was really interested in it, thought it was cool. Um, And when I used to go around to his, when he was streaming... because it was, you know, classic back in the day, he only had good unthrottled internet in the middle of the night. So I would be sitting there in the background, like eating cereal on the bed (laughs) Um, and um, just generally enjoying the idea of it. But I didn't really want to have like step in because at the end of the day, it was his thing. And, you know, I I didn't know his friends he was playing with and stuff like that. So over time, his sort of group of friends that he was playing with kind of fell apart. and I started just sitting in with him when he was streaming because he was streaming more on his own it was kind of a little little isolating he didn't have as many people to chat to um and he had a really busy chat but it was hard to like connect with people so Mm. i sat there on a pillow next to him and i read comments in chat and he played the game and i was like oh such and such has asked this and he would answer questions and um, I loved it. I just loved streaming. I love talking to people. I loved the like interactivity of it. I'd always liked content creation, but like jumping into a, a busy live stream was insanely cool. So um, I never really had any intention of joining, but I didn't have uh, a job at the time. So I was doing job seekers and then coming home and cursing out job seekers on the stream. Um, and then when I would leave to go to like job interviews, chat would be like where's emily bring back emily we want emily this sounds much less up myself when fred tells the story (laughs) Um, but like people were asking where i was and he was kind of like feeling a bit flustered about it it's difficult to kind of be like um well no she's not here now so we're just going to do the stream just us um so one day he sat me down and was like look I know that you're having a hard time finding a job. I'd really like to try streaming with you together. I think that I've got the tech. I think we can make it work. Um, let's try it. And I said, okay, we can try it for one month. And if we don't like double the sub count, I'm just going to go get a job because like, I'm not being somebody that you're essentially like paying to sit around. Um, mm. And then we streamed together and it went really, really, really well. And now we've been doing it for like nine-ish years together. Um and full time since then so yeah uh that was basically like my story it was interesting as well because i essentially learned to game live on stream which had its own challenges um oh. but i was always really enthusiastic about gaming and that kind of was what got me into watching in the first place was i wanted to watch as he was playing so i'm sort of sitting there going like oh, what's going to happen next and you know i think people like that and so yeah that was mm-hmm. my it's a weird history but that was my history of streaming I
0: will say that the, the two of you together definitely adds a wonderful dynamic that you don't necessarily see in other streams, Um, like not only having like the relationship between chat, but the relationship between the two of you. And I always enjoy the conversations and, and banter that you have together. Um you've literally answered one of my my other okay. questions, uh, which is why you decided to stream together. But um does it ever present any unique challenges? like for starters, what does your setup look like? what what is that was that like a mess <laughs> of cables? what are we, what are we working uh, with here?
2: Yes. so yes, there is a mess of cables. We have a big, two meter long desk so we sit next to each other Um, which is interesting because we stream and we actually look at each other in the preview so rather than like turning to look at each other like you would if you were talking (laughs) we actually talk via the screen but I think that makes it feel more natural for the chat as well that we're not like facing mm-hmm. away like everything's kind of pointing towards them but yeah we have a big two meter long desk we have three pcs i have a gaming pc fred has a gaming pc and then we have a central streaming computer oh, amazing. we've got three dslrs for different perspectives four monitors some lights um, but obviously we stream in our living room so it's kind of a big compact setup if that makes sense like everything kind of has to be tucked in and like we made the desk custom so it sort of fits really nicely um Mm. just a worktop and some legs we screwed to it but like i couldn't find anything that wasn't incredibly deep they're all like those huge ikea desks that are for like everyone sit around and have meetings which does not work in a london living room Um, yeah but yeah so we and we've each got like a, a stream deck so that we can change scenes and things like that and yeah there are a lot of cables um there's also a lot of like uh cable protection because like if you see i don't know if you if you're watching right now you can see my um xlr cable which is like four times thicker than a normal one it's to make sure there's no Mm -hmm. like buzz or feedback and that kind of is what happens when you get like just stuff sneaking everywhere um but i feel like we've kind of pared it down and got it down to a really functional level over the years so that we've got everything we need but especially when it comes to streaming you want to be able to like sit down and go live without like tons of setup That's why we don't have Mm. a green screen as well we tried the green screen thing for a while but you'd end up spending 20 or 30 minutes before the stream trying to get the lighting right and it's like yeah you need to just be able to sit down and be like right i'm ready to go Mm. um that being said i think streaming together has both like real positives and drawbacks Um, It has a lot of the like joy of like when you're streaming and collabing with somebody else, because you can like riff off each other. You can chat with each other. If one of you isn't feeling super talkative, the other is probably going to come up with a topic. Um, But there is a lot of sort of trying to balance, not like who's talking, but more like making sure that you're both keeping track of chat without repeating the same message over and over again. You are sort of engaging with the game in a similar way. Like if one of you is taking it very seriously, you don't want the other one to be constantly cracking jokes, um, stuff like that. And obviously there are challenges of just if you aren't feeling it that much one day and you have to try and, rather than being like, it's just going to be a quiet one, you have to try and bring your energy up to match. Um, Mm -hmm. And obviously there's always the standard challenges of like being a couple, living where you work, working together, you know, all that kind of stuff that just comes with Those things, but I would say I'm really lucky. I think the reason that Fred and I really started streaming together was that we were really good at spending time alone together. You know, where you're like, I'm going to do my thing, you're going to do your thing. So neither of us has like a huge ego. Neither of us is desperate to be the center of attention or like the funniest or, you know, whatever, or, you know, the most beloved. And we both work pretty hard at not raging out at games. I think that's one of the most important things is even when a game is winding you up, being like, don't ruin the mood don't you know you're allowed to be annoyed mm. but you know when people really lose their temper it can just be so awkward to watch somebody else sit there going like mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> right yeah i guess yep. that is annoying should we reset and try again um but we've been doing it for such a long time now when i do stream on my own i'm kind of like oh, man i kind of miss i miss having somebody else to chat to even though you know both are great but uh,
0: yeah yeah, so, yeah. definitely <laughs> Joni, you got the next question?
1: Yeah. So you have a lot on your channel of like casual conversation, like first person shooters, a bit of Sims mm-hmm. here and there. But like out of all of the content that you've done, especially over the years, which like Mario Kondo sparks the most joy?
2: Games to stream that spark joy. Because I definitely have games that I love anytime, mm-hmm. right? Like I think RimWorld is a game that I could play a million hours of. I have. I've played so many hours of RimWorld, And I love, I think that that actually is a good overlap there between games that spark joy on stream and games that I just love anyway, because it's such a fun game to play, but also you can name characters, people in chat. And, you know, someone's a pyromaniac cannibal and they're setting everybody on fire. And, um, you know, and it's always hilarious to kind of be like, there's one of my mods who every time I make him a character, somebody eats his head. It's like a running thing, like a bear will eat him. And I'm not going to lie, when when you get a good run going, it there is nothing that will touch it because it feels like EastEnders, but, you know, with your chat, with your, like, and you're trying to do your best in gameplay. But honestly... I think any game where like the streamer enjoying it and everybody's feeling it, it is the best feeling mm. you know back in the day when we used to play this uh armor three battle royale we used to play that a lot and i think the warm feelings i have about that game are entirely due to streaming it wasn't that it sucked but would i have sat and played these like hour hour and a half long games on my own where you may just die to like getting exploded in the bombing red zone probably sneezed on sneezed on you were dead yeah (laughs) but when that happens on stream oh and everybody's going off and like or you end up in a game with another content creator and like you're like don't tell me where they are but everybody's so tense those sorts of games that was really what i loved about the battle royale format it wasn't specifically the gunplay it was more just that like that tension of everybody getting hyped for that end of the round um, and obviously it meant it was gutting as well when you made a mistake and you died in a stupid way. Um, but yeah, I would say that those two are completely opposite types of games. But when you get like chat really behind you, it's the best feeling. Mm.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, now, just to pivot slightly. Mm-hmm. I know that you're incredibly passionate uh, about um you know just fighting against social injustices yeah. politics yeah. i always see you fighting the good fight when it comes uh on twitter when it comes to diversity and, and progressiveness
2: yeah I um it twitter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now it's not something that you see too often in the larger streaming space uh-huh. obviously there are content creators that, that that deal with that um but it's definitely something when it comes to gamers that yeah. you know um uh, uh, it's not really associated that much. So this question might be a no-brainer, mm-hmm. but for those who are let's say less informed, um why is this why is that so important to you?
2: I those feelings um strongly predate any existence mm-hmm. that I had on social media. Um I have always been somebody who is very opinionated, um very I guess Strong feelings are invoked to me when I see things that I think are injustice. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was, when I was a little kid, I was maybe 12 or 13. And, you know, when your family would give you Easter eggs, it was when uh, free, no, fair trade came out. And um, I was like, look, if I'm not getting fair trade Easter eggs, I don't want them. I'm not having eggs made by people who aren't paid. I won't stand for it. And my family were all kind of like, oh God, Emily's here. Um, and so that's always been the kind of person that I was. And it drove my little sister mad because she was like, no, I still want the Easter eggs. Like, please, <laughs> you know? And I was like, look, I appreciate that the fair trade one's more expensive. So just do not buy me any eggs. And she was like 10 and like, come on, I want a crunchy. Um, so <laughs> I've always been that kind of person um, to a fault. I was very much the person that like, when my friends would make jokes that I thought were not reasonable, um, I would always be the one that was like, what the hell did you just say? Stop that at school, which wasn't necessarily the best way of like maintaining friendships. Um, But, you know, generally people at least were kind of like respectful of like, I won't say that around Emily because it's just not gonna, gonna go down well. Um, That being said, you know, I also, you know, I'm a, I, I studied politics at university. So that was a special interest of mine. I you know was really into that i'm also bisexual so like that played into it and the feeling of like when you're starting to develop you know your your feelings and your interest in trying to date people and seeing how differently one side of my you know attractiveness (laughs) attractiveness um you know my the people i was attracted to were treated versus the other side um you know there were just so many layers there and so it's just never felt natural to me to be quiet And especially in the games that I started playing, that I kind of came up in on Twitch, which are very much like military simulator games, um, you know, Daisy, um, Armour, all that kind of stuff. The community was very much like very militaristic older guys. And Mm. so I would just straight up be like, no, like, absolutely. We're not having that. Like, we're here to have a good time. We're here to play games. Everybody is welcome. Um, And... So yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just kind of just been my personality, and I've never been keen on changing my personality for content creation. You know, you get yeah. me, and hopefully, you like that. And if you don't, that is okay.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's, like one of the things I appreciate about streamers is uh, streamers who are their authentic themselves and, and do not, uh, you know, change themselves in order to try and fit some kind of mold because it could be so easy with like mm. the gaming community as well to, to try and like censor the things that you mm. say to capitulate to a bunch of idiots, essentially. Yeah. um Because there's yeah. so much of that in, in this industry, too. Like yeah. just just people who are so intolerant about yeah. other people it's- and just just. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go no, I was
2: gonna say it can be can be damaging to the brand too. Like I was always very upfront. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first place I really loudly came out was on Twitch. Um, in the sense that I kind of was like I didn't see a lot of LGBT representation. And I'm not saying I'm some huge representation, but I was kind of like, I'm not standing for that, and I know that we appear heterosexual, but we're not. And that isn't my my life. And so I don't I don't want to hear this stuff. And I want you to respect the fact that you know, the relationship that I'm in does not represent all that I am. So I need you to understand that we can all have a good time together. But I I think for some people, it kind of surprised them. And it sort of broke down some of this, a little bit, some of the stereotypes that you get around bisexuality, around LGBT people. Um, Because I think bisexuals get their own special little box of like, you know, oh my God, you're in a monogamous relationship. That must be impossible. And you're like,
0: Mm. Jeez it's funny you mentioned so. this actually because this was the next question that was coming up. Oh, sorry. Yeah.
2: No. So the I feel like there was one other thing I was going to say, but now I've forgotten what it is. So maybe we'll let it fly. Um, but yeah, I, I just I just think that that you know that kind of presentation just it it started right at the beginning of the stream, and so it's not changed since then.
1: Mm-hmm. Amazing.
2: Cool.
0: Very, very cool um yeah uh like i know you're, you're very passionate about clearing up people's misconceptions and so so stupid recently with some of the uh, opinions uh that have been out there especially when it comes to bisexuality in the mm. lgbtq community uh but let's pivot again uh do something very very different yes. uh so you and fred also run the twitch london community meetups it's the yeah. london-based community meetup yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. I've been several times. Uh, the, my, I think I went back. But did that start in 2017, 2018?
2: When was that? I, ooh, let me try and remember. I think it yeah, was like 20. Started. 2017 i think it was basically whenever twitchcon 2 was announced and it was announced Mm. in california again and there was a real like wave of disappointment from the eu where people were like oh we're never gonna get to meet up we're never gonna get to see each other you know a lot of communities that didn't necessarily exclusively revolve around gaming were like we don't go to the gaming conventions i want twitch i want a twitch thing And I want it here or people who were going to gaming conventions, but were like, I'm really only going to the convention to see my friends. And, you know, there's not that much draw there for me. Um, So I tweeted out and said like, hey, would anybody like to meet up at a pub? And then like 650 people came. So that was, yeah, so that was like Mm -hmm. 2017, I think. But whenever TwitchCon 2 was.
0: Sorry, uh, just to interrupt real quick. I've got a little emergency. I'm going to go take care of that, but keep going. This is brilliant. Two
2: seconds,
0: Sorry. Oh, no. Uh, just shoot the, the, the she for the, for the time being. Sorry about this.
2: No worries. <laughs> uh, um... um. Did you? Do you have another question, or should I just carry on waffling about being? Bisexual? I mean, they're
1: all kind. Of, <laughs> they're all kind of based around Twitch London, but like, um, yeah. how did that like progress into what it is now? Obviously, bar what's been happening over the last three years. How is has how up until twenty nineteen been with that? Uh,
2: um. Yeah, it was something that basically I wasn't really expecting it to become like a big thing. Um, Not that I was against it, but I was kind of like, we could take out like half a pub and have a nice time. And then, yeah, loads of people came. Um, And so subsequent to that, it's been constantly like trying to play catch up um, to that like experience. And for the first like two, three years, I basically did it on my own and I completely lost my mind. Mm. It was so stressful and I was still streaming full time. So I was trying to arrange this like big event and then, you know stream on top of it and yeah it was um it was something that i think for a while i wasn't sure how i was gonna like balance it all and then i got a friend of mine and my sister kind of came in and they were both like look we've done events things in the past let's let us help and so now we have a team of like four people who work on it and whoo it is much better um but yeah it really grew I think just out of the community's love of like seeing each other, spending time together. Um, I think I was trying really hard at the beginning and I, I mean, I still am, but you know, at the beginning when there was absolutely zero budget, because like, I don't think people necessarily understand that. Like, although, you know, Twitch London is, is, has Twitch in it. Mm. um, It's, it's, London community meetup powered by Twitch. And what that means is Twitch send as merch and stuff to give away and then the rest of it's on me. So like when there was no budget whatsoever because I hadn't got any sponsors involved yet, it was difficult to try and, you know, get... Spaces that were accessible and you know work within, especially within the framework of London, being this old, clunky, crazy place where everything's you know built in the 1800s. And so you're like, areas, do we have a lift? Yeah. And they're like, no, we can't put a lift in. It's a Grade Three listed building. And you're like, oh, why did I host it in Buckingham Palace? um <laughs> But you know what I mean. So that kind of thing that I think that helped. Um, and I've also, again, with being very vocal about the issues when people have brought things like issues of, you know, I don't feel safe being around this person. I've always taken a really hard line on that. Mm. And I think that that's also helped because especially initially, I was worried it was going to be all just like the dudes and we weren't going to see anybody else kind of joining in. And so over the years, like the community um you know represents twitch a lot more it is a lot more diverse you got a lot more women you got a lot you got a lot of everybody which i love to see because that does show me i'm doing the right thing even if it's not always you know perfect um that i am kind of creating a space everybody can hopefully have a good time in um
1: amazing awesome
0: Awesome. sorry about that you're right i I will apologize um when you have a uh a a cat litter tray not too far from you it creates (laughs) problems sometimes Uh, 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 that hasn't happened before so that's uh wonderful timing obviously um, wait for the
2: podcast
0: (laughs) well yeah anyway i guess (laughs) that would have been awful otherwise so thank you so much for your patience um yes okay of course did you uh, Sorry, go ahead.
2: No, as you can say, did you have a question? I feel like I never even got to your question. I feel like I would start telling you the history of Twitch London, like. Yeah, no, no, no. That's literally what my
0: question was. Is <laughs> was literally how that got started. Long I'm not sure how much ago. you delved into it, but um, yes, uh, I'll I'll go back and, and yeah. watch that. But uh, can you continue on from that question? Of course, now Twitch London has grown into what I can only describe as as more of an event uh than than just the the thes the, the meetup meet yeah. I guess it started out yeah. um it's incredibly popular uh how have you dealt with that growing popularity and do you feel it's had an effect on the identity of the event?
2: I mean it's the issues that I've had have been more with communicating to people what the event is, what it isn't um mm-hmm. people will often make requests and ask for us to add things which the event has never been and probably wouldn't mesh super well. Um, You know, people will say like, oh, I'd really like to give a talk. And I'm like, it's definitely a party. There are a lot of conventions and I'm not against, you know, including other types of event like that was definitely something we were looking at a couple of years ago before you know everything happened um we were looking at potentially hosting a few slightly smaller slightly more low-key events you know we had a, a live music event which was supposed to be happening the day the UK went into lockdown so cool. um it, it's hard to make sure that people understand what they're coming for um one of my first sort of negative reviews which no one has ever let me live down, and it was so funny. Was somebody said, "I had a good time, but I would have had a better time at Thought Park," and I was like, "Yeah, you probably would have." <laughs> like,
0: what did you expect? You, these rebills. are different experiences,
2: wow. you know. Like if you want to go to Thought Park, go go to, Park. Go to Thought yeah. Park. But all your gaming friends and your streaming friends won't be at Thought Park. Um, so that's been like a running, a running joke. And so that's something that I really try to communicate with people is that like, this is what we're doing. These are all the the, the things that I've got planned. Um, and sometimes I think, you know, you'll get people who are kind of like, oh, I didn't enjoy like, I don't know music that somebody played and i'm kind of like yeah but they're a twitch streamer and they were doing the thing that they do and we got a set from them and whether or not that be your taste like mm. you know i try very hard to like all of our photographers our videographers everybody that we pay all of our djs are streamers right we try and bring mm-hmm. people from like within the community who have tons of different talents um and we've even like done digital events and we've had like stream um we've had like speed runners on and we've had all these different things and i love to try and like celebrate all of that like diversity and all of that talent because twitch is unspeakably like just littered with incredibly talented people and then there's like me um <laughs> but you know what i mean it, it's it's something that Be
0: kinder to yourself there i'm not gonna let that slide i'm not gonna last <laughs> well you're...
2: i mean if you put yeah. me on stage you're not getting much out is all i'm saying um, well,
0: i i, I want but... to see your dj set now actually yeah, i want to see uh... emily's dj set at the next <laughs> twitch london it's gonna happen so Emily, right here.
2: Sean Paul, and i'm like never um <laughs> Uh, um, But yeah, so and I would say it's difficult, like for the last event, it really made me realize how hard it is to really communicate with the broader community. Because for the last event, we managed to host in November, um, we had a lot of very strict COVID prevention Strategies, mm. um, and we were super vocal about that. It was on all of our socials. It was I made videos about it on YouTube. It was on our website. It was in all of our emails, and people were still turning up, being like, "Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't realize I'd need an event pass. Oh, I didn't. Oh, well, I mean, I haven't taken a test." and it kind of makes you go obviously you can never communicate perfectly to everybody but like sometimes you'll get feedback from people and you're like I don't know where you got this idea from you know so I think Mm. that's the major struggle and that is something that I'm always encouraging people is like follow the social media we are not going to spam you but the information will be there because like I understand you're probably not going to scroll down the FAQ on a website but like that's sort of a always been a struggle and then we've been pretty lucky that by and large, everybody who's come to the events has been really chill. Um, the d not the DJs, the security are always like, Oh man, your crowd is so nice. They're so chill. They're so friendly, but you know, which is fantastic. That's exactly what you want. Um, and it's only because of the community's good behavior that we still get sponsors and things like that involved, because if it ended in this like completely raucous mess every time people wouldn't, they wouldn't want to come, you know, they wouldn't want to sponsor. Um, but I think sometimes people don't understand that. We actually had a Twitch partner years ago who um, we had these community boards that you could like write messages and your name on and people used to like take them home. They were really cute. And so like somebody took a pen and then wrote on the walls in the bathroom. So in the venue come up to me and they're like, somebody wrote on the walls. And then, but they wrote their name. It was such... Wow.
0: Whatever. I mean, it the, was just the like, balls on that person. Really person. What are you doing? Uh, but not the brain, I'm... obviously.
2: Yeah. So anyway, it, it was actually... I think this person. It wasn't work. me. But it wasn't no, me. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I was like trying to dodge talking down about them too much, but I think it was actually mm. somebody who later has been um deleted from um. the internet. So Ooh. I need to be a bit less delicate about it. <laughs> um but you know, the uh. the situation with that is that sometimes it's hard to communicate to people it's me. It's 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 we are the community. Like if we don't if if it doesn't go well, if we're not trying to be respectful to each other. Mm-hmm it won't continue. um, Because I think people think like, oh, it's just Twitch. They're throwing loads of money around. And I'm like, no. (laughs) Um, But that being said, I've been incredibly lucky. There's really been like no major downsides. Any issues we've had are usually with venues and people being pains on that front. Mm.
0: Um, Yeah, I remember there's the the horror story you told me about one of the venues as well. Yeah,
2: Um, yeah, yeah. People people really like that venue too. So they're like, why don't we go back? And I'm like, they scammed me. Um, (laughs) But you know,
1: I can't wait for the autobiography. I'm so excited.
2: So like Twitch London, all the secrets. Um,
1: That'll sell well. I love that. Now, like, you kind of touched on it already because you mentioned the first day of lockdown being literally the day you were meant to have one of the events. How has been, because you mentioned having one, was it October, November? October. November, yeah. November. How was that planning amongst everything that happened, which was just 2020?
2: So we had been doing digital events, monthly to try and keep things ticking over i just opened an office to organize from yeah it wasn't uh, the best time um so we were like <laughs> yay bankruptcy let's go um no so it was stressful you know um it was one of those things where it was bad for everybody you know i can sit back and say yeah. oh it was so bad but like The community were amazing. We really pulled together. We did some really cool stuff digitally, which I was really happy with. We got involved. We got a lot more talented people involved, and it was especially cool because that was where we really started moving into like playing live music, um, which was something that we were trying to do just as lockdown happened. Um, And I mean, I was incredibly lucky because, like, to add to like the drama, we decided a week before we weren't going to host the event. It looked as though it wasn't going to be safe. Um, So for that event that we were going to host we had had a ton of things in place hand washing stations and um questionnaires before you could go in to see if you're high risk of having covid because obviously this was long before testing um and then obviously it got to a week before and we were like i don't think we can do this so we said no we told the venue and the venue said cool but you have to pay the whole minimum spend so i was on Mm. the hook for like 20 uh, 36 grand 26 grand i can't remember and i said uh, i don't know we'll worry about that later i was basically like we cannot do the event call it um so Mm. they were very much like knocking at the door for money um and then the so the day the event happened that saturday Boris said, nope, you can't do events. And I was like, Oh, I think I'm off the hook, which was great because I don't have that money. There was, I don't know. I yeah. was I was in a very much a rock and a hard place where I was like, Well, I can't possibly run an event where I don't think it's mm-hmm. going to be safe. I'm not spreading a, a newly discovered d- disease. Um, yeah. but that was really stressful. And so in November we really went into it with like COVID protocols being our like main focus. Um, so we did absolutely every single thing the government allowed us to do. Um we one of the frustrations with hosting events and running events is you don't get to decide what you can do. Like you get permission to ask for X and Y information and that's it, which I understand. But obviously some people are saying like, you have to guarantee everyone is vaccinated. And I'm like, legally, I can't, but I can make sure that everybody has a negative test. So like that event is funny because we spent most of it outside. I didn't get into the event until 1030 because it was the four of us scanning, taking temperatures, scanning event passes Um, checking everybody in. And obviously it was huge and loads of people had never come to the event before. And the trouble was we didn't really trust any of the other security to do those protocols properly because they'll want to move people through quickly. So we were like, we have to do it like by hand and it was cold and it was, but at the end of the event, nobody got COVID and I've genuinely never been frigging happier in my life. We had a thousand people in a busy event space with as much ventilation as you can get in a tunnel. And no one got COVID. There was some Mm. other nasty ass cold that went around, but it wasn't COVID. And I was like, does prove that COVID protocols work? Um, Because there were a few people that we said couldn't come in. And obviously that felt really awkward and it really sucked. But in the end of the event, we did host something that was safe. And that was the most important thing to me. And I think that you sometimes get feedback from people who are kind of like, you should never do anything. Never, ever, ever open the doors to your event ever again um, because it will never be perfectly safe. And it's like, I agree and it sucks, but also, you know, there's no perfect answer to that. You know, so many people said, wow, the opportunity to see my friends again, to reconnect with people, a ton of people there. One of our DJs started streaming during lockdown so she had started her twitch career before she'd ever even heard of twitch london you know like amazing never been available so i think that there were positives in terms of mental health in terms of community building but there were also negatives in terms of like making sure it went as safely as possible and yeah i'm so happy i was so relieved to this day if i think about that i'm like oh i'm so glad um but it is i guess going to be an ongoing concern to an extent i know events are back open fully now um but you know making sure that people feel safe and have that Mm. opportunity is why we haven't given up on digital events as well as some people like one of my mods is immunocompromised and she basically said "Mm, you know i my doctor said it's probably not a good idea for me to come to a physical event, but I love being able to join in digitally, see the performers, you know, we've been raising money for charity and that's Mm -hmm. all been amazing. And so there are always positives you can take out of these really negative things, but yeah, nothing worse than a pandemic when you run events. (laughs) I mean, I say that, who's to say maybe a meteor would be worse, but it's not been good. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, just, just carrying on from that, obviously, uh, with, with Twitch London, I'm assuming that you have events planned for both the summer and the winter this year. That uh, so are, are there any sneak peeks of what we, we can expect? Have you decided on a venue
2: yet or is that um, all
1: very right Or a drag show, or a drag show.
2: have a new, show? oh my God, yes. No, please. Because the thing is, back in... 2020, we were like, right, we want to do our two big temple events of the year because we have to do two. That's my contract with Twitch. There has to be two physical events a year. Um, unless there's a pandemic, Uh, you know, Twitch one, like put one on now. Um, But I have to do my two events a year. But that being said, we were like, look, there are other parts of the community that maybe aren't as well represented or would just love to see new stuff. So that was why the event that we were doing, which was Twitch London's third birthday party. So it was 2017. There we go. We got to the bottom of it. The one that got canceled. Um, That was supposed to be an all live music event. So we were bringing in all kinds of musicians from all over the country and they were coming, they were going to play sets, And so that was going to be a very different vibe. Um, there's been discussion about doing asmr events there has been discussion about doing like like you know something that's like very like holistic and relaxing like there's no planning for what it would just we just you know you throw things unique at, like the yeah um... so to speak you're like what do people enjoy what could we do what might be interesting um that's where the vip event which happened the day before came from was people were like we want to meet the sponsors and so i was like right let's get the people who are going to benefit from meeting the sponsors to meet them and you know i want to help streamers get sponsorships and stuff like that but i'd love to do you know something that was like a drag or burlesque show i'd love to see like different directions that we could you know bring the community because there are tons of different people who aren't gamers who aren't like who do different things on twitch that are fully still streamers that'd be you fab know? yeah yeah so yeah, i would love hot to do tubs that all
0: over the um, that'll, that'll work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that being said obviously you know there's <laughs> there's always boundaries of like what is appropriate for twitch so what is appropriate Mm -hmm. for you know all that kind of stuff you know i'm not i'm not here to like host things that twitch wouldn't be thrilled with um but i think that i i am doing the summer and winter events again i want to move in the direction of doing more things there have been conversations um but the summer event is definitely coming there should be an announcement soon we have a brand new venue that is awesome I am really excited about it. I think that it is providing all of the things we like in a summer venue. You know, you want indoor space, you want outdoor space. You want to make sure that, um, you know, you've got... And that's also a great thing for, like, COVID safety. People who feel more comfortable being outside. I totally respect that. Um, You know, you need space for sponsors. You need space for music. You need... And so this venue just felt like it dropped out of the heavens. We went to see it, and it's great. Um, But that's all I can tell you about that. We do have a date... Uh, hopefully there should be an announcement soon, TM. Um, and obviously that <laughs> I think will be very, I think that will be very special. And I love to find like a venue that is a more like at least semi-permanent home. The last mm. venue we used, we've actually used once before and that was the first time we managed to use an events venue twice. So yep. hooray. Um, and yeah, so I I... Obviously, I don't know, you know, you might have me on again in a year and I'll be like, never speak of that venue again. Um, (laughs) But they do lots of big events and i really, 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 you know, think that they're going to do a, uh, hopefully do a good job. Um, And so I'm super excited for that. And yeah, we'll do another one again in the winter, eventually. (laughs) Um, And hopefully there'll be some other fun things. Obviously, I'm always happy to hear people from people, things that they would like to see and what would make them feel you know happy included just generally having a good time um things that they love to see on twitch because that's very much my focus is trying to encompass like all the things that twitch is and can be
0: oh yeah that's i mean that's a stars a lot of hat and a lot of people to please so uh, make
2: it i mean you can't you have to accept that you can't yeah yeah. i wish Mm -hmm. i've tried and it's i'm a bit of a people pleaser so it can be a lot of pain to be like i think that went really well and one person's like i didn't enjoy this and you're like oh no one person and you have to try and be like okay but in the grand scheme of like one event is you know was everybody safe did everybody like get in and get out in a timely manner did everybody get a drink in their hand that they wanted you know and those are the things you have to try and focus on although i suck at it (laughs) um i wish i was better at it it's so funny because criticism of me and my twitch chat couldn't care less like absolutely not an issue you know people come in and they're like you look like this and i'm like great love it whoever like i don't care um but when it comes to like the event i think it's just been so much stress, so much hard work that sometimes people mm-hmm. come, come in with like some little tiny thing. And I'm like, guys, does it matter? Like, we all have your fun. baby, too.
0: You know, like mm-hmm. there's so much work that goes into it. Like it's your child at that point. It's like yeah. somebody calling up and calling your child ugly. You know,
2: it's like, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, but if she does look a bit like me, what can I say? Um, no, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it probably would be like that. I don't, clearly, I don't have children. So, um... <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, quick, uh, quick. Uh, the same ballpark basically mm-hmm. but uh would you plan on going to any other events yourself this year Are you uh got any plans for twitchcon amsterdam or I, san diego
1: or
2: i do you think like i'm that? gonna do twitchcon amsterdam hmm. um I'll i was kind of up event. in the air yeah
1: see you there oh, yeah
2: i was kind of up in the air about it purely because i was like uh i don't love conventions like that was also why twitch london's a party was it was for me i was like this is what i want to go to i wanted to organize the uh, the convention after party that I wish I was invited to, which wasn't like bright lights and video game music, you know, like mm. I, that was so that I, I selfishly made my event, you know, my vibe. Um, but that being said, I do love seeing everybody at conventions. So I'm pretty sure I'm doing TwitchCon. I am. I'm going to do TwitchCon. After I just have to book a hotel. I'm like, I'm going, but I know where to stay. So I'll be on the streets. Uh, but, you know. So, yeah, we've got that going on. And then I don't think I'm going to do San Diego this year purely because it's such a long flight. It's a ton of money. And last time when I did L.A., um, Long Beach, it was because I wanted to go and revisit a bunch of people I knew in San Francisco. uh, You know, go see my old, like, Mm. my old um, housemate and, like, a bunch of people I work with. So that was lovely. And I got to show Fred all the places that I used to go and, like, you know. So that was that kind of made it better um so i i will do an american one again it's just kind of a balance of like finances time off the stream and like yeah. am i dying to go to america right now and the answer is no um, yeah, you know, yeah i can not understand that money. completely
0: um, um maybe if the next twitch con is in japan i'd definitely be at that one but yeah uh,
1: um, you yeah. yeah. <laughs> flip it up let's put um, it in let's put it in in uh, greece you know yes, yeah. somewhere out there i don't know yes. bristol <laughs> bristol where's that i don't know <laughs> You know, yeah, where's the
0: it. where's the where's the UK TwitchCon event? That's that's.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I want, want it down time, in yeah, Cork. I want it in the yeah. depths of Ireland somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> and no one can find it. I would people love people it. People
2: complain. They complain about getting to London. You'd be like, oh, try getting into Cork. Like the mm-hmm. no.
1: Yeah, just, just went, one cottage the in the middle project. of the countryside that's that's what we need i see that's all exactly. four of you there i can't wait
2: <laughs> yeah. like see you don't love twitch enough you couldn't make it all the way down <laughs> people like hitchhiking their way
0: so um we are pretty much almost finished here but we always finish with something we like to call Quick fire questions. Oh, uh, I don't know if okay. you're aware of this, but essentially, what this is this is mm-hmm. kind of like a stream of consciousness thing. Just say the first answer that comes to mind. Okay. Um, hopefully, it goes well. Uh, so, Dona is going to start
1: us off. It's a bit of fun. What's been your favorite game of the year? Uh, favorite
2: Game of
1: the every year. Every game that's uh, come out
2: this year. Uh, uh, what game have I enjoyed? Uh, uh. What did I even play this? Um, Sniper <laughs> League?
1: Sniper Elite. Okay, that worked. I played
2: it this week. What else? is <laughs> coming out? Fred.
1: No idea. Minecraft, I think.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, we can't think of any other video that. games. We played uh, them for a job, but we've forgotten all of them. There, that's Ring. usually What
1: happened?
2: Elden Ring. Yeah. Elden, Elden yeah. Ring. Yeah. Elden Ring. Done. Yeah. Move on. God, that's very that was good very question. Quick, was it?
0: Very good answer. Sorry. Um, Ring, what God. was the one game that defined your childhood?
2: Crash Bandicoot. Um, oh. Just nice. at Hazel's house. Played it nonstop. She did not Constantly. have that. Uh, Hell yeah Icon. Hazel with the Crash
0: Bandicoot.
2: Ah, uh, it was so hard, but there were so many levels. It was the best feeling. Um, no, because I was bad at Tomb Raider. I'm getting heckled from the peanut gallery. So also, <laughs> <Tomb Raider. laughs> oh. I was bad at Tomb Raider. I was always getting eaten by tigers. Um, so no, definitely.
1: Crash Bandicoot. Definitely awesome, Crash awesome. Bandicoot. Okay, quick fire, quick fire. Okay, okay, okay. yes. Who is your no. favorite video game character? Wait a minute. Yes, who's your favorite video game character? Did you kind of answer who's that my already? favorite?
2: No, we haven't done that. Okay, okay, okay. Who is my favorite we video game that. character? Now I want to say Crash Bandicoot again. I'm panicking. I'm like, I'm, now I know we need to go fast and we're going too slow. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Like, We took our time, time for everything it else. You? It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Elden Ring, Elden Ring, that's all I'm going to say.
0: <laughs> Mr. Elden Ring, got it. Mr. Okay. Elden Ring is my
2: favorite. Um, no, really, who's my favorite video game character? Probably... I loved the arc of the owl in Ori and the Will of the Wisp. I felt like that was Ooh. so it cried. I I I don't know. It just really impacted me, and I loved it. And I I just think that that whole like Ori game, like all the characters in that, love them.
0: Mm. That's good. Mm. That's okay, good answer, which yeah. game do you most want a sequel to?
2: A sequel to Ooh. yeah. So any game that
0: you've really enjoyed that doesn't have a sequel that you'd love to see.
2: I want honestly like Stargy valley Two, just Ooh. more Stargy valley please um, I <laughs> that's only the
0: actual of... title that's the the subtitles uh stardew valley more Two, more stardew valley more love <laughs>
1: interests yeah it would be great um, yeah no truly
2: i played Stargy valley when it came out didn't love it and then played it again recently and was like oh my god i was wrong now i played the whole thing and i know all the secrets and i just i want that exact experience again um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice okay. yeah so We're going quick
1: who would be your dream stream guest? Alive or dead? Oh, Ooh, alive anybody. or dead? Oh, you've just changed dream it up. Dream
2: stream guest. The thing is, I need someone I wouldn't completely geek out over and like make a complete fool of myself. um I don't know. Probably somebody like, I don't know, maybe somebody like Patrick Stewart because I love Star Trek. Tell me everything. Tell me. And I feel like getting an old man on is going to be great because he's just going to talk. Mm. He'll just go and you'll just hold the the mic up and be like, tell me the stories. You know? Yeah.
0: Okay. This is unrelated, but I really want to ask what game would you play with Padre Stewart?
2: Oh, my God, I'm making him play now. Oh, then I'm putting him in VR. That would be so funny.
0: Stop it.
2: Like Beat <laughs> Patrick Stewart, you know? I mean, you know, he's
0: still kicking around. That sounds amazing. We've got to make it happen. Oh, Could it you imagine? So He'd be good.
2: so fast. it would be flying at him. He'd be crying. He'd be like, what's going on? No, no, I'm making him uncomfortable. This isn't what we want.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, you just stick down and have a nice chat with Patrick Stewart. <laughs> awesome. Uh, which game this year are you most looking forward to coming out?
2: Ooh, What am I most looking forward to coming out? everything i like has been delayed i'm like mm. that's gonna be great oh it's next year again like i was quite oh, Starfall. that's which? coming out next year now okay. um i is there anything Slime Rancher Two? is there a Slime Rancher 2 coming out that will be good i like that yeah, um you know, gonna be, I, maybe I, I, that was a surprisingly fun game i played it when i was ill and i loved it um mm. trying to think of any like what are the major releases that are actually still coming out this year
1: Honestly, um,
0: again, everything that I'm looking forward to has been delayed too. Yeah, like, this is uh, the
2: problem. I feel like such a bad streamer. I do all these like reaction videos to trailers and I'm like, that sounds great. And then it just, wait, well, I mean, it doesn't have to be
1: this year, which, which yeah. particular games. Wanted to Chocolatier to. then,
2: because that's from uh, the guy who made Stardew Valley. Oh my so God,
1: that cool. looks so good. I didn't even know anything yeah, about it, it, but I'm excited.
2: Yes, exactly. Mm. Mm. How yeah.
1: Um. Okay. 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 So, if you were stranded on an island, <laughs> Ireland, um, and you had three games... In Cork. <laughs> in Cork. No one's there. Stranded. No one's there. No internet. No food. Um, and you only had uh, three games that you could bring yeah. with you or have with yeah. you. What would they be?
0: Mm-hmm. So this is Desert um, Island disc, but with video games, basically. <laughs> yes. um, the, the island has internet, but you can't escape for some reason. Yeah.
2: Fantastic. <laughs> They've got internet, you can't escape. No multiplayer games, that's cheating. No Patrick Stewart. Um, I no. would bring... Uh, There's a really weird... You've probably never heard of it, and I don't mean that being like edgy. It's just a stupid game, but what it's not, it's amazing. It inspired RimWorld as a game called Dwarf Fortress. (gasps) (laughs) A
0: lot of love for Dwarf Fortress in that house.
2: (laughs) So Dwarf Fortress is like an ASCII game where you basically play like the Minds of Moria, right? You run Mm. your dwarven community. Every time you open the game, it develops like 10,000 years of lore and history, which is like developed people attack there's like crazy creatures like I had a mare in my town who was a vampire she was eating all my skilled craftsmen it was a nightmare eventually I I I I locked her up tried to kill her and she saved the day by killing a big person who was attacking us so I was like you're free and she just ate my dwarves for the rest of time but you know say. <laughs> so I love that game you could basically play it infinitely um, mm. the problem is is it's ASCII so it looks terrible they are making a new version which is has got actual tiles which is going on Steam yeah you could basically play that for 10,000 years and still have new things happening so okay. I love that um the other one I would probably say Stardew Valley purely for like comfort I think that even if you didn't play it for ages you could come back in and be like I'm just gonna do some farming and it would keep you from going completely insane and then is there a story with like plot that I could like I feel like I need a story that's got like Mm. do you know what I've never played Mass Effect, and everybody oh. loves it. So I feel like I've yeah. got to bring Mass Effect because I'll That's finally do it. Otherwise, maybe Hell the yeah. Witcher three. I
1: and you end up hating it, and you're yeah. stuck with it forever until mm-hmm. the that other works. Irish people find you. Yeah, amazing.
0: Okay, which game has the best soundtrack? Which game music do you love? Uh,
2: I think game that has got like the most impactful music for me is like Dark Souls three, because that was the first of the like Soulsborne games I ever played and It mm. blew my mind to this day. It's actually probably my favorite game. Um, I just don't think I'd want to take that to a desert Island. Cause I think I'd be like, right. You're, I quit. Like you're I'm going through enough. That's yeah. it. You push me over the edge. <laughs> you know? um, but yeah, I, I think the music in that, I loved it. And it just really made like the whole experience of like discovering those bosses, just so immersive. Um, there are definitely other like games that have amazing soundtracks, but I think that that just really was like the first one that made a huge impact on me.
0: Oh yeah. Now, um, these are the most detailed answers to quick five questions yeah. we've ever Frick! had. I'm so um, stressed. I'm gonna go quick
2: no, now. Okay.
0: Sorry. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Um, Well, funny enough that you say that this last question, you can take as much time on
2: no, as you right, like. It's gonna be a one-word answer. Please no, don't. No, <laughs>
1: so very important very deep think about this where can people find your content and what have you got coming up on your channel
2: oh my god um so we are on twitch.tv slash um you can find me on twitter because we did mention that today yelling about you know Important whatever politically things. has upset me and video games. Um, and video and games. there, I am M Streams. Um, most platforms were just friendly. Um, but I would say YouTube and Twitch are the two spots that you should definitely um, follow. We also have been uploading on TikTok recently. Again, friendly. Um, but yeah, so. For me personally, it's streams, and the rest of the time for Emily on Twitch, on YouTube and on TikTok. Um, And things that we have coming up, I mean, we've been playing a lot of new releases recently. Um, I think we have some, um, what I'd like for us to be doing a charity stream the next like month or two um, because we did one a little while ago and it was super awesome. Um, But generally trying out new games. Um, playing a few classics and hopefully being very entertaining. Fingers crossed. That's the aim. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's... Definitely very entertaining. You're uh, obviously doing something well, right. Yeah.
1: After how yeah, many go, years?
2: Go and, go, and, go and watch, chat If you've you not know, already it? followed, go <gasps> with that button. <follow-up>. And this <gasps> is why people watch. This is Florence. If you are in audio only, I'm sorry. I'm missing a very cute cat right now.
0: Oh, my God. very lovely, yes. fluffy, <laughs> cute cat. Um, adorable. Oh, oh my God. She's so obsessed with my
2: XLR cable. She loves it. Mm. There is a relationship going on there between the two of them. Um what, cats and she's love braided also tables. Like, Stop making content now. It is time to engage with me. So thank you, <laughs> Flo, for joining us. Um, you will also Wonderful. see a lot of her just being edited in and around YouTube videos, just popping in and out. You oh
1: know? Da baby. Oh. <laughs> I fully screamed to adorable. my partner to check out the stream to see this cat.
2: <laughs> yeah, baby. honestly, she's the cheat code. She's absolutely the cutest.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. so cute. Mm-hmm.
0: It's been absolutely fantastic um and my lovely co-host yeah what have you where can people find your content what have you got coming up on on your channel
1: well i've been on a hiatus for quite a while so this is a great time uh but you can find me at uh, a donor Tart on twitch on, on TikTok especially because for some reason I'm blowing up there and uh, predominantly uh, on Twitter and Instagram because I'm still kind of in my hiatus mode and still trying to get mm. comfortable with London trying to deal with the bankruptcy part you know um, but uh, I do a lot of uh, variety I do a lot of um, chill games and then the other half is I do a lot of baking a lot of drag and I do a lot of fun events so I do lots of bake-offs uh, either on my channel or part of other companies channels we raise thousand for charity there's lots of performance There's lots of cakes, there's lots of bad cakes, Um, and it's just a fun time. And hopefully, uh, actually, you will see me in TwitchCon Amsterdam doing... Something else very soon, so oh, I'm very excited. Yeah. secret, all the secrets. Oh, love a secret. Exciting. Yes,
2: well, I'll be excited yeah. to see it.
0: Yes, I'm. A, I'm. I'm also going to be at, at TwitchCon Amsterdam uh, because of the, the whole ambassador thing. I think they're inviting <laughs> out all the ambassadors yes. to, to go out there. It's going to be my first time in Amsterdam, so I'm actually really excited about it. But in terms of like uh, what I've got coming up on my channel, I don't really know. Maybe more V Rising, <laughs> some other weird games like myths from the nineteen. 90s that we can play, puzzles to jump into. Mm -hmm. I don't really... Honestly, at this point, I've been a little bit burnt out with content creation, so I have no idea what I'm doing anymore. But You
2: really said variety. You're Mm, like, you're getting what you get. (laughs) Variety.
0: Whatever sparks joy for me on that day, that's what we're going to play. You can catch all my stuff over at twitch.tv forward slash meabite. But um this has been an amazing uh podcast we honestly I, this might be our longest podcast ever up until this point which is <laughs> oh, fantastic
2: so Why no that's good though oh, it's awful. good though i
0: love the I conversation for Louie, we've been it's having. not
2: my fault oh <laughs> yeah it was, pretty, it was uh, really Thank fun. you. i had a great time
0: i'm so glad thank you so both both of you thank you so much for joining me today i've i've had a have had an absolutely fabulous time and i, I hope you have
1: yes too. so much fun 100 yes.
0: yes. good 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 so Again, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Gaming Podcast Live. We'll be back in two weeks' time with another special guest. No idea who it's gonna be yet, but we'll figure <laughs> that out when we get there. It is DigiPride coming up in the month of uh June to August, all those three months. So we're gonna have a lot more content on the channel here. If you haven't already hit the follow button, please do hit the follow button. And and yeah, yeah, just check out all the different content that's coming up.
1: Amazing. But Hi, is then. is that that's not all, is it Mia? what's coming up next week on uh, let's go gaming oh, by the way oh
0: yes so of course cool. yeah i forgot about let's yes. go gaming uh so every week uh you can find me live on the gaming channel here right here right now uh on our show let's go gaming it is a charity show where we literally just chill
1: and vibe with queer chill. creators and play all yeah, we played vibe. mario party that was not that was far from chill <laughs> i haven't talked to psyche in three months and i never will again <laughs> relationships are ruined <laughs> they will be broken and it's content so make sure you
0: check it out <laughs> it's content it is always so much fun this week we're actually going to be looking at the new arcade spirits games uh with some wonderful wonderful content creators so make sure you come back on wednesday at 8 p.m uk time and check that out so have a wednesday or thursday but i'm pretty sure it's going to be wednesday this week so make sure you hit the follow button or come on over to twitch.tv for slash gaming mag if you're listening to the audio version of this so you
1: don't miss out yes and you can follow the gaming mag uh, channel either here on twitch or subscribe to the youtube channel where you won't miss any of these amazing shows um and of course the podcast can be listened across all of the major places that you listen to podcasts um or if you're listening on one of those amazing platforms right now come join us over on twitch so you can see our beautiful faces at twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag
0: hell yeah hell yeah but in the meantime do not forget to keep reading all the stuff on the site the gaming magazine site do all the, the things watch all the shows it's uh always queer quirky fun always queer and uh <laughs> I love it to death and I will see you all soon we'll all see you all soon hopefully bye for Yay. now bye bye you bye, all bye. bye all really appreciate having you here oh my goodness you're all so lovely